Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dark and Moth Show. So today I get to lead this episode. I think I'm also leading the second episode with our uh, special guest. Um, yes. That will be a really fun episode as well. But um, I thought it would be a fun idea to see if maybe I could pick some topics that I was more well-versed in and um, talk to you and sort of educate you on a lot of things that you might not have um, previously known, uh, especially since I'm much younger than you and I have a broader, um, I guess, uh, interpretation of, you know, ways to see things on the internet. And you're just sort of like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Because it's one of those things where when you don't know the new, like, pronouns and stuff, because what we're going to be talking about today is uh, LGBTQ pronouns and, you know. Identities, ways yeah. to ways to label yourself, essentially. I will talk about things like neo-pronouns and, uh, and xeno-pronouns as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways to sort of, um, just in, invest yourself into how much you want to just like, it's like diagnosing yourself, you know, like it's, it's whether or not you want to go so tooth and nail that you know exactly why you do everything that you do, you know? Um, and with identities, I think it is very, um, a lot of, a lot of the reason why that a lot of people think that like the LGBT people are very, um confusing and stuff like that is because there are so many labels and a lot of them mean very similar things um and then some things you hear it and you have no idea what it means and it's just because it's just that's, sort of it's an it's a niche just everyday life for someone well, like me though yeah, yeah yeah but it's a very niche like it's a it's a sort of niche subject where yeah. like there are some things that it's such it's down to such a um a, to a t that if you label yourself that way that means that you like you identify this way and it's not like in a broad sense like i could label myself like more tooth and nail as to what my gender identity would be but i choose not to because i just prefer the umbrella term of non-binary because that in like is again it's an umbrella term for multiple ways to identify as you know not within the binary set of genders male and female or i guess man and woman and um so like a lot of people prefer to identify as sort of like deeper than that. They there and there are multiple ways to describe uh, those kinds of um, identities, and same goes within uh, like sexuality. Um, I believe it's the the umbrella term would be um, bisexual over pansexual, but pansexual does align underneath um, the bisexual label. It's it's yes. sort of it's like you know very very similar labels but they are yeah, very different, different which very is different, which is yeah. why it's sort of an umbrella term you know like yeah. that's it, like there are a lot of different um labels within the lgbt community that are umbrella terms for other terms that people do use and that are still considered lgbt yeah. and so like i think that that is something to note when getting into all these you know definitions and kind of showing you how people identify i think it's very um important to note that there will be people that identify this way that might not tell you or might not know and they might use an umbrella label anyway because it's just not something that they like they because a lot of people feel like they're putting themselves in a box when they do yeah. that but when I, I honestly i argue that if you are trying to understand yourself especially if you just came out if you are trying to understand your sexuality more now that everybody in your life knows about it and they accept you and they love you or if they don't it's it's sort of a coping mechanism because you're you're trying to know exactly who you are so that nobody can tell you that it's just a phase and that you don't really know 
Yeah, exactly. And that happens a lot in within our community of people doing yeah. that, especially when we you come from an older generation like ours, where we just we don't get it. We just don't. We will tell you, no, you're either gay or bisexual or you're straight. But honestly, even there are even straight people out there who don't fully identify as straight. And then they, and it, at that point, yeah. un, they, they are sort of under the label yeah. of bisexual, but yes. they don't have to identify that way. That's exactly. the thing as well, is with labels, and, and a, a lot of the reason, uh, the term that people use is micro-labeling. It's, it's putting, it's giving yourself um, labels tooth and nail to knowing exactly who you are. And if somebody doesn't do that, a lot of people get bullied for that, which is really upsetting because you really, you should be allowed to choose how you want to identify, how you want to label yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, whether or not you can call yourself a, say, like, say you're a straight cisgender woman um, and you are attracted to women, but you don't want to identify as a lesbian, that's totally fine. Um, but the problem lies where you are uh, baiting actual like like people that identify as lesbians into your um, you know into your life, and then you treat them like shit because you identify as straight, even though you know you're you're sort of in denial at that point. Um, but you know, again, you don't have to identify as a lesbian. You can sort of not be because sometimes it's unsafe for you to come out, and that's completely okay as well. It's yeah, it's a very cool. it's it's a nuanced topic that I think that people really need to take with them. They need to take it uh, seriously because of like there are people that struggle with themselves to the point where they feel like they have to micro label themselves. I found myself micro labeling very like early on, like in middle school, because I just wanted so badly to understand who I was. Um, and there were a lot of labels that I used at that time. And, and, I, and I know that a lot of my friends also kind of went through this, you know, um, not phase, because it's not a phase, you know? You, you identify as this way, and you, you would like people to respect you for that. It's, it's sort of just a period of time where you are identifying in more ways than one because you want to understand yourself and you want people to respect you and understand you as well. Um, yeah, and because at that know. point they kind of feel like oh you're just judging or you don't you know you exactly. don't understand who i am you don't exactly. understand me exactly and it makes it very complicated it really does absolutely like, just understanding some of the, the the labels that are out there is very hard for me because i recently heard demisexual and i said yeah what is that like, yeah the, what is it does that mean you're like you're I'd a dark kind of lover, you know, because Demi, you think dark, or you think, you know... Or you're straight up only attracted to Demi Lovato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> but, know? like, it's that's not at and all what that means. Ignorant. As older people, that's what that was probably, like, one of the first things. I didn't think that, like, Demi Lovato. But right. I mean, I mean, but, you know, there are a few out there who would be like, oh, so you're in love with only Demi Lovato? Like, you'll never love anybody else? Same, and same like... thing goes for... Uh, <laughs> literally like it's some sometimes it's a joke but sometimes it's genuinely people trying to be mean is to, to pansexuals being like what are you attracted to fucking frying pans now yes and it's like yes. that's so like if you're rude it's it's, it's really rude. it's rude if it's not a joke and it's and it's like you're not their friend and you really shouldn't make that joke around that person and all that kind of stuff it's just rude like you're you're being mean for that man yeah, like it's it's such it's, a like it's still considered bullying and I will go on another day about sensitivity and stuff because I have an issue with that. Right. And, but 
there comes a point when it's just not sensitivity anymore. It's now you're just picking on them. Yeah, because like you're just being a jerk. The, I think I said this in a previous episode, but it's not dark humor if you can't tell a joke. If you're just being a dick, yeah. like you're like it's <laughs> like there is a, such a beautiful difference between like actual dark humor and being a bigot. Okay, like let's yeah. like, like let and people will say like, oh, it's just a joke. You're being sensitive, and it's like. I don't know if I'm being sensitive because you're invalidating my 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 identity. Yeah. Like you're being a dick, <laughs> you yeah, know. You're not. And so like it's very um like it's it's really interesting when people kind of learn that there are more ways to label yourself um, than just yeah. the general umbrella well, terms that are used. My label is a professional jackass, thanks to you. Which because is I could, which is totally true, though. I, I am a jackass. Yeah, I, I could be totally <laughs> ignorant at times, and that's why you said. I remember you described it, and then you I said, said, "No, well, I didn't mean it in disrespectful way. I'm saying." You're professional because you're willing to learn otherwise, but you're a jackass. You're a jackass because you're ignorant. Stop being so ignorant. Like, yeah, yeah. some of this info. Yeah. And then that's where the idea for this came from because remember, I just didn't understand what you guys were trying right. to say. Right. So let's get into that actually. Okay. So the um, the label of LGBT has expanded to LGBTQIA+. What do you think that each and every one of those letters means? Okay. Let's well, what it okay. Let's let's let's, let's get into that. But in, but yeah. like, actually, you know what? We'll really start. With, we'll start with what you believed that that label meant when you were younger and how you grew up with that label. Okay. Well, and what you like the general consensus was because you had mentioned earlier it was only lesbian, gay, or bisexual. Yeah, and it, it, let me tell you, if you were bisexual or gay, you were shunned. It Obviously, didn't matter. It, it did not matter what you were. You were shunned. So. They picked on you no matter what. And but you know what was less. Mm. But I'm I'm not gonna say completely less because they right. still picked Obviously. on them. But the lesbian community when I was growing up, mm -hmm. a lot of guys didn't pick on the lesbians because they said, "Oh, that's hot." Yes, I was gonna go into that right then. I was gonna be like, "I'm and, I'm ready for you to stop talking mm -hmm. so I can so I can talk about this because I've been waiting mm -hmm. to talk about this for a hot minute." It is literally a form of um, upholding the patriarchy, upholding sexism, misogyny, all that kind of stuff, because it's fetishizing. It's not respecting them, it's fetishizing them. Yeah. And and a lot that still holds true so greatly to, to this day, is if a, you know, girl's drunk in a party and they make out, and it's, and it's not because they're gay, it's because, oh, I just get drunk and I make out with them sometimes. I do it in front of the guys, though, because I want them to think I'm pretty. Like, that is fetishizing you are being fetishized by doing that girl like sorry like you're like you're taking advantage of whatever girl that probably identified as a, as a lesbian or bisexual yeah. in some way you're probably taking advantage of their attraction to you by you know making out with them for bait to be hotter to the guys that are fetishizing you like that yeah. is like that goes into such a deeper conversation of of how um you know sexism misogyny and the patriarchy itself and honestly i could argue capitalism as well it just raises young women to um even like even with you know the um you know feminist movement that continues to um you know spread further and wider and, and you know definitions change due to the, the the movement of of just trying to accept people for as they are and respect everyone and all that kind of stuff um it's it's so upsetting how that it still rings very true that women are still raised to please a man 
you know? Yeah. Like, any man. doesn't matter how fucking greasy that guy is. You, like, you're supposed to want him, and yes. he's supposed to want you, and you have to do everything in your power to make him want you. Well, yeah, you know? and that's why I was, I, I make it very clear to a lot of people that when I raised my children, a lot of, you know, religious people or people who are against it would say, oh, you taught your kids wrong. But mm. in the end, I didn't. I taught my kids to be whoever they wanted to be. Which it, is the best way yes. to to like like to raise your kids is to follow their dreams, to to do and see and whatever. Like if as long as they're really not hurting anybody, yeah. they are doing no real wrong. Like yeah. they have they have to be doing right by themselves before they can do right by anybody else. And if you teach that kid that it's not okay to be this way, and they end up feeling like they might be that way, they're gonna end up hurting themselves and other people. Yeah, no, and it, and it causes a lot of mental illness out yes, there as well. Absolutely, because it does. they don't know how to react to it. Like in growing up, we've we've had this conversation about me growing up in my coming out yes, story. Yeah. So you can see from the perspective of somebody who grew up in an era where we just were not accepted. No. And then they made it clear by putting all those nice movies out there of, uh, you know, all the poor people, you know, getting killed and everything. Yeah. And they made it a point to make these movies because it wasn't, oh, let's get their story out sometimes. No, it was let's pump the fear because then we can keep it down. Yeah. And, and people will be afraid to come out. And that's how I honestly felt about a lot of the movies that came out like that. Yes, because – and I and I, say, I see this more and more now is, is if you look at queer representation in media – it, it, if in the past there is a significant more amount of representation of sad queer people, of people of sad stories, of people being killed for being gay, of people committing suicide because they were gay, things like that. Like you see that in movies that are like, be, like absolutely beautiful movies, but like you see it and it's just this, like you get depressed afterwards. And it, and if you grow up seeing that kind of media in your life, you're gonna hate yourself if you actually identify that way. You're gonna start to think that if I continue with this lifestyle and I like and this label, I'm going to be hurt and I'm gonna hurt people in my life, which is not a way to live at all. And yeah, it, and, the, and, and it was scary always. Absolutely. Up that way. Absolutely. For me, I just like even when I thought for a minute there, and I had the thought when I was younger, am I gay? Mm. You know, it was no, you're not immediately because I was like, no, I don't want to be. And then, mm -hmm. and then you start to get that deep sense of like dread that sinks in, and you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Which also forces you to live a false life, which means you're basically lying to everybody. You disconnect you yourself yes. from who you really are because that person in in your like deep course of your soul that person could open you up to a great amount of danger like immediately you just feel like you yeah. are gonna be in danger yeah and when we get back to the you know lgbt let me explain something to you mm -hmm. we didn't have that yeah it was not there and when it was it was just lgbt mm -hmm. it wasn't you know what i mean because it those are the it, main it, umbrella yeah, terms yes, exactly yeah. So it was, and, and what we understood it as, it was lesbian, mm -hmm. gay, mm -hmm. trans, mm -hmm. and bisexual. Mm -hmm. And those are all the biggest, uh, you know, labels that a lot of people use. It is so, um, like, it, it, is, it is very interesting to see it because I think that, like, when people don't, um, when people, you know, uh, you know, misrepresent, the LGBT community, they, they often show off people that use, you know, sort of micro labels that are, um, you know, underneath those 
terms and they're like well why don't you just call yourself a lesbian why don't you just call yourself gay sometimes it's it really is it's bigger a, than that it's it like it's, it really it, it goes really a lot is. deeper than that it is just as it is a label that that helps you understand you know because under the trans umbrella the transgender umbrella i fall underneath that because i don't identify with the gender i was given at birth i don't identify with it but i also identify as non-binary and a lot of people argue that that's a micro label but it's not because it's another umbrella term. It's an umbrella under underneath a whole other umbrella, and it's like it, it's just it is it is um, like so freeing. I think when you realize that there are more people that think like you to the point where they coin a term for it. You know, like people m make up words all the time, and and it's and a lot of people are like, well, you're just making things up now. You're just ch you're changing everything. It's well, like that's, that's how, how that's how English works, homie. Yeah. Things are made every single day. Things are changing every single day. And it sucks, sucks to suck, dude. Like, you can't yeah. figure it out. You can't get what you, you, you like, like, my, my philosophy with that is that you're, you're limiting yourself by not even trying, you know, like, it, like, as a, like, if a person just is, you know, refusing to respect somebody for, say, you know, their pronouns, like, we're, we, we're, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but. Sometimes when um, people identify as trans, non-binary, any of the other uh, labels that I'll talk about, um, they use pronouns that are un unusual. And it's, and it's most of the time, they're, they're called neo-pronouns or xenopronouns. And uh, neo-pronouns, uh, neo, the, the root word of that is, is um, the word for new. I believe it's in Latin. But it's, it's just making up a word to substitute for a pronoun. It, because it makes you feel better about your gender and how you're being referred to. And when people refuse to learn that kind of a thing, it really shuts down any um, innovation for like society, for growth, for people to open themselves up to different walks of life, to allow themselves to honor themselves to me. Um, and chances are, dude, a lot of people, a lot of the people that in my life that I know use neo pronouns, chances are use other pronouns as well. So if you don't like, if you, you know, f are finding it difficult to learn and you don't want to mess up in front of them or all that kind of stuff, um, obviously you should practice and things and so that you can learn. But you should definitely use some of the other pronouns that they use, because chances are they use other ones too. Chances are they use they. Chances are they use one of the binary pronouns, he or she. Like it's really like it's like yeah. it's not as crazy as people make it out to and be. And it's like I tell people a lot because I remember somebody asked me once when we were working, mm -hmm. you know, okay, well you're a gay male, and I said yes, mm -hmm. I'm gay. But if you were ever to have a child, would you have it done this way? And I said no. I am a more of a natural creature own child type of person. Yeah. And they were like, oh, so you're bisexual. And I'm like, no. Mm. And, and, and the yeah. problem with that is, is that I don't think there is a term for what I think yet. You know what I mean? For me out there of people like me, you know, and we're, we're not saying that we're not gay because we would rather be in a gay relationship 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week, mm -hmm. you know, but when the, topic of children come into the the situation you it's, wouldn't you would I rather would, not have a surrogate you would rather yeah, like i would if i did have a surrogate it would be the permission of the surrogate hey may i have sex with you yeah to create my own child right because that's the type of person that i am and that's my belief on mm -hmm. children and how they should be made because honestly i feel 
and it's, I'm probably ignorant and wrong, but I feel like a lot of the, the people that have surrogate and have children done, it's literally a really risk because you, they could make a mistake somewhere along the way. Because and you could end up with still, a child yeah. that's like, you know, you know, you could end up with a child like that has mental illness, certain or, birth or defects, certain yeah, birth defect. And I feel like that happens more when they actually do the injections or the, you know, the, they, they yeah. serve the egg into it. And as much as the like, as much as you know, science and stuff like that is continuing to, uh, you know, refine the method of surrogacy and stuff like that there is still a lot of risk put into that. And yeah. that's like like a completely fine thing to still label yourself as a gay male. Like it is like still, because like, once again, it is your life. It is your, yeah, like definitely. it is the way that you choose to live your fucking <laughs> yeah. life. Like like I, that's the, that's the thing is when people are so fucked up about like, you know, all these different labels and it's like, well, you're hurting people by you, like, like, you're hurting people by calling yourself like by by using they them. You're call, you're hurting people by identifying as fucking asexual or something. Like, why is that hurting other people? Well, cause they're well, cause you know it's gonna be so hard for them to respect you. Then they're not my friend. Yeah. Like exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. they're not my friend, and it's not their fucking life. So why does it concern them? It's yeah. literally like like they act like it's a drug they act like you're getting addicted to this drug but it's like honestly yeah. if i'm addicted to loving myself oh my god call me an addict yeah, call me an addict yeah, put me in rehab exactly. right now <laughs> swear to god exactly. i will put myself in a fucking uh straight jacket because yeah. i cannot get enough of loving myself yeah exactly. i cannot get enough of 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 knowing who i am because god damn it was it so fucking freeing after as soon as i got over too much they'll just say you're a narcissist and fun fact there's a label for that as well not being a narcissist but being autosexual being a, like only sexually attracted to yourself in your own body that is 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 a, is a label under the umbrella term asexual because it's it, because asexual is a sexual attraction or a little to no sexual attraction to others or you know that kind of thing and autosexual falls under that umbrella because sometimes that person just is not attracted to anybody else but themselves it is like a very specific label that i think is very interesting but a lot of people will just be like, "Woo, you're a narcissist," and it's like, "Yeah, uh, narcissist is actually a traumagenic disorder. Uh, it's a pro. Yeah. It's like it's a whole other thing, y'all." Yeah. I've, I've been, been asked, asked that, that question, question too. Like I said, at work we have a wide range of friendships and family almost situations, so we get a lot of weird questions asked to us. We do, and and I know I remember somebody asking me, "Oh, well." If you could just marry yourself or have sex with yourself, would you? Yes, I fucking would. Absolutely. If Absolutely. I had, if I, like, okay, <laughs> I don't identify as autosexual, okay? I do not identify as autosexual, but if there was a clone of myself, I would absolutely. Abso you know why? Because I'm a fucking verse. And I know that myself would top me. Like, yeah, I would yeah, literally, you know, I would let it happen. Which is a whole other subject. I would let it happen. Later. Because it's a clone. <laughs> like, it's yes. a fucking clone, bro. Yeah. Of course you're going to fuck the clone. That's yeah. how you do it. That's, exactly. that's how you live life. That's how you live but life. Then, but then I remember one day I was kind of in a bad mood and somebody asked me that. And I said, yeah, I would. But then again, wouldn't that destroy the time continuum? And, yeah. it, kind of, and, and it kind of ended the whole conversation because they were kind of and like, they're uh. like, they're like, dude, you're not fun. Like, that, yeah, that wasn't a fun, fun answer. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But in the end, sometimes we look at these things and that's where, like, I start to tell people about my sensitivity thing. Mm. I get very sensitive. I don't like sensitivity in a way of saying 
when somebody says something, correct them. Don't cry about it. Mm. You know what I mean? And and if you're and they don't usually and the problem with a lot of people today is they're not crying about it to the person that that said it to them. No, no. they're telling everybody on social media, and then and the whole world's attacking that person. Where and they're like, why are you so unsensitive? And it's like, uh, I'm not unsensitive. I just feel like you know, from an older perspective like me, I just feel like, hey, you are what you are. And you live with what you who you feel, and and, and that's fine. Yeah, but because it's not your life. But you know? don't sit there and start being like, you don't understand me because I like identify as an alligator in you know the jungle, and I'm like, but then I get it. Okay, you feel that way, and that's it's fine. like okay. I'm yeah. I'm like it's like it's. A lot of those, a lot of the people that you know identify as the, like you know something other than say non-binary, gender queer, like any of those labels, and they identify as you know other. You know, I, I think the the term is otherkin, where they identify as not non-human, and that is a very interesting line of you know thinking. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's bad either. Obviously no, not. Feel the way no, no, no. You no. Feel. Go ahead That's, and be that. You'll be you. Yes. I'm happy that you're you. It's it the problem but, lies in where people are not like when people identify that way and there's not, not a sense us. of there's not a sense of understanding and there's yes. not a sense of teaching. Where yeah and obviously okay. I also agree with the people that identify that way and they're like okay, well you fucking you've researched it. You fucking yeah. google it. Um but I think that there is a problem in that where there are a lot of mixed um resources and yes. opinions on that that can demonize it or uplift it and i think that it is so hard to find you know resources online or resources just anywhere that give a good comprehensive definition of it and i think that it's really hard for especially the older generation when they see this and and it's it's very out of the ordinary and so you know when you don't um sort of when you when you're not respecting somebody the way that they would like to be respected and they, um, you know, blow up in front of you and call you a fucking Karen or something, and they, you know, go online, and you end up getting, like, blasted on the internet, or and then you, like, it, it spirals and stuff like that. I think that the problem there is that you're not the first person that has disrespected them in that way. And even if you were not intentionally doing it, it ends up hurting it anyway. Ends up being, it ends up being you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. And you said the wrong thing. And to it's the wrong very hard because it, you feel you feel yeah. bad about it because it's like, well, I really wasn't intending this, and it's. I think that that's um, an unfortunate side effect of, you know, when when you identify a certain way and it's like you just came out. So you're very, very forthright. You're very sensitive to not being respected the way that you should. And there's a lot of people at our workplace at CB that still use she and her pronouns for me all the time. I've corrected yeah. them on it maybe one time, but the reason why I don't at this point is because I've been out for long enough that I don't need one or two people to respect me to know that I am respected. You know, yes. I am respected for who I am and I don't, I don't need to prove it as much anymore. Yeah, but you for know? me, on the other hand, to be totally honest, mm. when, when these people, people do that, 
I, I get very angry. Yeah, I know. I, I, oh, I know. I, 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 I literally <laughs> went through several times, and on certain paperwork where I've seen your name, your actual and you, you know, cross it out. Name, yeah, and I cross <laughs> you're it like, out, no. And I put your your name that you told me your mm-hmm. name is mm-hmm. because that is you. Yeah, this is not you anymore. This right. is you. And I feel like it's, even on legal documents, you should still be able to have that, in, even if it's in parentheses. Because it's even like even if it's in parentheses, just just give you your name. It right. is yours. Right. It is yours. It right. is you. That is Absolutely. who you are. Absolutely. And I and I'm not being sensitive about it. No. I'm just saying I've seen it enough to say. Okay, really? Are we doing this? Yeah, you've been around long enough that you're like, I know how the fucking system works. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. And when a person wants to be called something, let them be called. It's the same as why do they ask us which? What do you? Would you like to be called a nickname then? Isn't being called a nickname the same as yeah. being called what you want to be called? It's I like mean, that's. The, it reminds me of literally being in class and having roll call on the first day, and it's like, oh, I actually go by this. It's my middle name. Yes. What is the problem with me being like, oh, I, I, this is my name. I'm transgender. The, the stark difference in reaction to that is so sad. It's so upsetting because, like, how fucking dare you, dude? Like, how, yeah. how, like, like, how, like, and it's, I mean, um, like my mom, she, she's, um, she doesn't really like that I'm trans, and and I've talked about that a little bit on here. Yeah. Um. But uh, I had posted something about like how, you know, it's it's also it's also the same same reason that you don't call, um, say, a person that changed their name when they got married. You don't call them by the previous last name that they had anymore. You say, Mr. You know, the such and such, not instead of blah, blah, blah. You say such and such because that's just their name now. That's but like she replied to that and she was like, well, that's because they changed it legally. That's because they changed it legally. And I said, so why is it that? I call my friend, uh, I'm going to call her Sharon. Why do I call my friend Sharon McLaughlin instead of Crawley? Because she can't afford to get her name changed to McLaughlin. She's been with her husband for, like, over ten fucking years, dude. Yeah. Why am I going to, like, sit there and, like, she, like they've got two kids together, man. I'm not going to fucking, why am I going to say it? Why am I going to be like, no, I'm going to call you Crawley because that's what's on the work schedule. You know, I used to work with yeah. her. But, like, why am I going to call her Crawley? That's rude. Like, <laughs> like dude, it's yeah, McLaughlin, exactly. you know? But, but I, and I said that to my mom. And she's like, it's free. It just takes paperwork and time. And I literally Googled it and I sent her the screenshot that says, over four hundred eighty-five dollars. Yeah, no, and and, <laughs> like, and there is a legal reason for that, and I've I've actually explained this to multiple people. You know, do you have four hundred dollars to go through? And then not only that, it's not just the whole going through the process of changing your name. No, they do a background check. They want to make sure you didn't commit any crimes because if you committed crimes, you can't change your name. If you have any debt under that name, you cannot change your name. If you have you know, there's just a list. There are things. so many factors. And I and yes. I straight up told her, I said, you are coming from a very privileged perspective right now. You yeah, are coming exactly. from the perspective of a person that makes commission on million dollar homes. I know damn well that you have four hundred and fifty fucking dollars to burn right now if you wanted to go and change your name. Yeah, exactly. I know that. And I know that you haven't committed any crimes in the past. And if you have, they've been expunged. You are coming from a perspective of somebody that has not like will not deal with the the pressure that that comes with and also if you're specifically transgender and that's the reason why you're changing your name you have to go to the court you have to talk to a judge and be like and and he'll have to be like oh you're gonna like you're gonna change your name to this and it's like 
Yeah. Well, why do you want to change it? I don't know. I just think it fits me better. I don't fucking know. Like, like, you, like you have to be like, it's like, and it sounds like such a simple thing, but for some people, it is, it is a very anxious like thing to do to sit there and prove essentially that this is your name. This well, is how you identify. Like, we all know my real name, obviously. But I mean, when I didn't want to go by my real name anymore, I actually looked into it. That's why I was asking. That's how you, you know, yeah. That's how I know because I actually looked into it once before, and I said I'm gonna make my real name dark. Yeah. And if my family don't like it, they could call me by my government name that was given to me. Yeah. And that is fine. But I want to take out, you know, the junior and I want to be just dark and my last name. Yeah. And if I can't do that, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I looked into it back then, even back then, yeah. it was still a good two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. That's my that's the thing, and too, what, is she my mom literally was like, well, it took just paperwork and time. That's what happened when I changed my name 10 years ago when I married your father. And I'm like, oh, really? So you still okay. at that point had two hundred fifty dollars to burn. Let's go ahead and address that. When you get married, it is easier to change a last name than <laughs> it is to change a first name. Once again, I'm throwing my hands up because I knew I was right when she was arguing with me like that. No, it is very easy because I can hyphenate my last name and conjoin it with my with, partner's yes, last name. Yeah, absolutely. And we can end up swapping last names as well. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that's freaking easy because it comes with the marriage certificate. Yeah. But your first name is very important to the because government, it changes on the, the social state. security card, the yes, passport, the birth certificate, everything. Absolutely, and you have to you have to go through, and that there are extra charges on that yeah, to get a definitely. new security card, to get a new yes. insurance card, to get a new like to get everything just right, to get everything made new once again. It costs even more than the four hundred eighty five dollars that it costs just in general to petition it to the fucking court. Yeah, and so it's insane to to even like suggest that it's not that yeah once again the dog from last episode is having some issues give us one second
hopefully that worked. We yeah, cl- we closed the curtain and we and we gave the uh, the puppy back to its owner. <laughs> yeah, no. she she really wants to be on the show. She absolutely does, and honestly, we should give her her own chair, and her and her own mic, because she's very passionate. I'll give her that. I'll give yes, her that. Yeah, she's she's definitely a good dog. Yeah, but going but, back to our topic, it is very hard to change your name, but it's so it's significantly easier if it's a last name. Significantly easier it if you're getting married. That things like that. It is very easy and and so when you are you know other like when you are in any other category the etc essentially it is so much harder and i think that it's it's hard for people to really grasp that because they probably will never experience that in their entire life and so you know um like i don't get super messed up about like seeing my my name on the my like my government name on the clock in sheet because it's like well yeah until i until i fully legally change it and it's all it's gonna be all on the new paperwork and all that kind of stuff to me it's not worth putting up this huge fight and i think that's just because it's not even that i don't respect myself enough it's just that i know that it, even within the you system it's hard are. and you i know who you are i know so. who i am at my core yeah. and that's something that my dad actually said to me who also doesn't accept me he just he was trying to he was trying to tell me why he wouldn't use my name because if i know who i am then why should anybody else respect it which is a weird line of thinking i'll i'll say <laughs> but like it's kind of true in 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 you know in the perspective of like in the perspective of saying like I know who I am. I don't need to correct anybody, at, like unless I really care about you know what their opinion is of me. Like I don't correct customers. I used to. I used to be like, actually, it's 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 you know he, you know, and they'd be like, ugh, fucking liberal piece of shit, and I'd be like, okay, you know, but, but <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, okay, I, 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 guess. I, I guess, like, I'm not, but okay, <laughs> like. You know, yeah, and and a lot of people want to take it to another level that it it isn't even about that. It's more of a, like for me, it just irritates me because it's like when you work with someone for so long, you become really good friends with them, and you get to know them as um. It's just kind of like it's a simple change. Yeah, at like it's a simple. Yeah, like when I first started working with you, (laughs) and you kind of were like you know sort of flip flopping between she and he and things like that. I wasn't worried about it. Cause I was like, whatever. And then on, and then all of a sudden you kept working with me and then it just became normal. Like, it's like, like you have to want to teach yourself to say, okay, this is what the person identifies as. This is what the person is. And you are either going to respect them Mm -hmm. or you're just not going to be your friend. Yeah. yeah, Or you're going to shit all over them. And then if they don't like you, don't be mad about it. Yeah. Because, because you at that point brought that on yourself. Yes. And, and then also like a lot of people think that that's the feeling that they're going to feel every time that they're around this person for the rest of their days. But that's not at all how it is. Just like we used to have a person that worked with us that literally said to my face and it made me angry. Hmm. Well, they were born this that's what they are, and I don't care what they want to be called, <laughs> and it literally made me very upset. Was this and, this was this one of the people that we work with, like currently? Uh, this is one of the people that is now no longer with the company. Mm, okay, but this person pissed me off. Was it about me or was it about somebody no, else? No, it was specifically about you and oh. uh, your ex. Oh shit! So, and when I heard it, I got very upset because the first thing that popped in my head is is. I would not want someone to come to me and tell me, no, 
You were with a woman once. You're yeah. fucking bisexual. Get over the fact that you're bisexual. Yeah. Because that's what you were. It's like, that's what you are. You know? Like, it's like, it makes don't... me so, like, it icks me out because it's like, dude, you care that much about my life. You yeah. cared that much and you are hurting and you're hurting yourself because I'm not even hurt by you. By your words, I'm not even fucking hurt because it's like that, like, it, it doesn't hurt me. And the reason why it doesn't hurt me is because, oh my God, you care that damn much about somebody that isn't even you. That's fucking pathetic. That's pitiful. Yes. That's, <laughs> I have nothing better to do. But I have nothing hate better to do. Or hate the people around me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, for me, it was just, like I said, and being friends with this person's family, mm-hmm. it was kind of stupid to hear. And then later on, when the other person, this new person started working there as well, and then I heard this gentleman say it, mm-hmm. it, it, it well, I wouldn't call him a gentleman, he's kind of a creep, but still, yeah. when I heard him say it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, okay. You know what? I'm done now. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Okay, You're dude. You're disrespecting my friend. Yeah. And you know, I had to hear this out of other members of your family, mm-hmm. and now I got to hear you say it. Which and is, I'm not gonna put up with it. I will not put up with it. Anymore. Pitiful. Yes. Pitiful. And it's 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 so it like it's upsetting to me. And and so I think that the reason why I don't correct anybody anymore is just like, if they're not meant to be in my life, they won't be. And honestly, the first sign is them not even trying, not even trying to figure me out. Like as far as like respecting my pronouns, respecting my name, you know, like, um, like, like, like I was saying earlier, you know, people think that that feeling of I have to teach them, I have to teach myself this so that like they feel respected. I have to teach myself this or they're going to be really upset and I have to do this. I have to do this. And it's a very anxious feeling. Um, But that feeling goes away. That feeling absolutely goes away. You know why? Because it becomes normal. Because yes. that person just becomes who they identify as to you. Because you know that that is who they are. Like, like, it's really weird. Because, like, I, I've experienced this with my friends before I even, you know, understood myself as transgender. Um, when they would uh, change, like, labels and names really relatively often literally was like this moment of time where I would struggle a little bit in recognizing that name and and, or not recognizing it but certainly just like like getting into a groove of of making sure that I say the right you know thing and then it was gone and I just saw them as this name and it's like then I remember that they used that name previously and I was like no that didn't fit them that just that didn't fit them oh okay and it just kind of like like I used to think like when a like uh, I had this friend that that was uh, is transgender and has used multiple names and as far as like changing their name um, multiple times from their original birth name dead name legal name government name that kind of stuff and it was funny because if I think about it they've used three or four names in in the past three years that I've known them but I see him as the name that that he uses now and it was like it was like an interesting little period of time where I was like well I don't know if that name fits him I don't know if that name fits him but I'll, I'll use it because I respect him but now I just because he's my friend I just see it that way because I got yeah. into a groove and it's like well that is who they are yeah that makes absolutely every same, bit of sense it's the same as when we create nicknames for a person we're like no you're this yeah you know you're, you're this and they're like yeah. oh god you're like, gonna call me that like but but it but fits you get used to it after a while and they're like okay so you're the only one that can call me that yeah 
you know, and, and that's fine, you know, but like I said, I think that when it comes to my generation, we're harder headed mm, to understand. Yeah. And, uh, especially for political. I mean, if you're freaking yeah. religious or political, it is very, it is much harder than it is for me to understand. And right now, what we're going to do is, is we're going to actually get into the rest of the LGBT. Yes. It ended at T with, ended uh, with my at, generation. It ended at transgender as yes. far as that label went. So if we expand on LGBT, uh, a lot of people say LGBTQIA+. I end up saying LGBTQ yeah, LGBTQ, um, because like that's it also kind of is all encompassing, um, but uh, the the Q actually stands for queer or questioning. That label is also um, very similar to straight up saying that you are unlabeled. And what's funny is there are two different pride flags for both queer and unlabeled, which is you know, I think is fascinating. Because there's a there's just two different pe- ways that people um, identify whether they they and it's a difference in words it's a difference in how the words resonate with you you know like yeah because for me when people were like I kind of laughed at it in the beginning and I was like okay so let me get this straight so we let me get this LG, straight we, we got L- two different things that mean the same and, thing yeah we got we have queer and I'm like but isn't queer gay I mean. Why don't they just go out with gay then? Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, don't say that to certain people. And it's like, okay, but why not? But why it's not? A, it's not. It's, 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 it's a just question. sort of a lingering. It's a lingering thing because yeah. somebody just isn't gonna explain it to you. But um, when you know, with queer, sometimes it does mean unlabeled. But it's when it what it means is it's broadly lgbtq sometimes their sexuality is relatively fluid and they identify one way you know one day and this way another day and it's and it's a thing where like it's either something that people identify with because a lot of the other labels are um like they don't feel like any of the labels really resonate with them but they know that they are queer like they know that they're a part of the community so they identify it that way or while there i honestly thought that the q meant queen for drag queens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no that's that's not what that means so, I mean, but I mean, like I said, the sentiment I learned, is there i learned over time that a lot of the drag queens actually do identify, identify as queer. queer yeah yes so and i said oh okay now i'm starting to understand it a little bit yeah but why didn't they just pick d you know, for drag queen, <laughs> you know, like, why well, did they just pick D for but, drag queen? You know, and, and then they were like, well, you know, for somebody who doesn't like sensitivity, that was, you know, that was, that was a little, <laughs> that was a little borderline insensitive, you know, and I was like, and they and I was I, like, oh, wow, no, I did not like, realize that I was yeah. being, yeah, like, there's a lot of times where I think that people don't realize that they're being a little bit insensitive, but it's like, if, you know, what it is, it's that it's not um, it's not that the information isn't accessible to you. It's just a recess of your of like human interaction of society of things like that that was completely untouched to you. Yes. You never grew up with it. You know, you didn't know anybody that identified with that way. And sometimes the Internet's like algorithm like that's tailored to your phone. Things that are suggested to you are not catered towards it. And you just don't learn about it. You just you you know, you don't even know that it exists. So you end up asking stupid questions because you don't fucking know. You don't yeah, know any better. Exactly. It's kind of like like you said when they have the rest of the letters in there. 
I still don't know what half of those letters are. Yeah. And I don't even know what the fuck they mean, to be totally honest. Yeah. Let's just be totally honest. Like I said, I am such an older generation. I don't even know what the fuck they mean. And then when they added the plus in there, I said, oh, okay, does this mean that it's never going to end? Because, you know, it, and, and it was like. It's because I, there are I'm new not, words. Like I said, I hate yeah. the sensitivity thing, and a lot of people did get sensitive about that when I have mentioned it to mm-hmm. my other gay friends, queer friends, so on. And they have came on social media and said, hey, I listen to your podcast. I listen to, you know, the text you sent me or whatever. You know, that was a yeah. little rude. And, it's, and I'm like, well, I wish you off, didn't. Let me, yeah. let me explain where i'm coming from this is why we do these episodes so people can be like oh he's not he's not being insensitive it's just just doesn't understand it's just a part of something that you didn't know could be a thing yeah because we never like i said we didn't grow up knowing this there was only three labels growing up and it's it's hard well it's hard because it's it's difficult to keep track of and that's the reason why they're actually considered gay as well back then yes and that, and that's actually a thing too. Is transsexual is a com- is is a completely outdated term that almost nobody uses anymore. And the people that do use it are using a word that, honestly, is is um, it actually goes aligned with a lot of people that that sexualize and fetishize transgender people. Yes, because, which is really really bad. <laughs> yeah, and another thing is when we were growing up, would you mention tranny mm-hmm. or transgender? Mm-hmm. We were talking about men who dressed like women and that is not that that's yeah, a cross-dresser exactly. or a tra- or, or 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 a drag queen yes all the okay. and and we had and that didn't come out till later mm-hmm. when people were like no let me explain to you really really quick i'm gonna stop you for a second uh the word tranny is a slur against transgender okay, people I, uh, I apologize. so do not say that yeah uh i'm glad that i could tell you right now because i'm like I've been called that before in a very mean way. So I let's not. Yeah, but, no, um, well, that's why I said uh, in but our that, generation, that is the, that that's is the term. The, the term we use. That, and that's the thing, and too, it, is a lot of slurs, know that. a lot of words growing up that, that are slurs now because, like, or at least, okay, they were slurs back then, but, but not a lot of people knew of it as slurs until, you know, more recent years because people... Which came is, out and was like, hey, this is being used to bully me. This yeah, is, and then people realized definitely. they were like, oh, this is being used to bully a lot more people than just me. Which is why it was so confusing for me to understand that it didn't mean, Q didn't mean queen. It meant, it meant queer. queer. Because that <laughs> also used was to be a slur. also used as a slur. Absolutely. To talk crap on anybody who was gay. Exactly. So we, as me growing from an older generation, like I said, from the 80s to now, mm-hmm. we have changed and evolved the, the words and the way we do it. And like I said, now, mm-hmm. as I'm still learning, as you can see, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, You're don't lear- say it, it this way. It's don't a say learning it that way. process. It's the same as uh, an episode that we that we tried to record while you were sick mm-hmm. and slurs were thrown out and then the episode disappeared and I just yeah. took it as God's fate because you know we didn't know you learned any your better. lesson real quick we didn't know any better that you couldn't say it like that yeah we weren't taught we did not nobody said oh this is not how you said it. that is a slur yeah and it was like oh, well, oh we're not wow to be insensitive. had no yeah. idea that it even yeah there were there are a lot of things that I learn every day that I'm like oh wow I really shouldn't use that because I had no idea that it had this origin. I had no idea yes. that I was that I was talking about like this, this, and this. And it was like, like because I said this word, I was talking about it in a negative connotation. 
but I just didn't know because I didn't, I, nobody ever taught me. But then also, you know, a lot of people will say like, well, it's still your fault. You should have researched it. But it's like, I didn't even know that that was researchable. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing that I could see and if it I was. And when I have researched it before, we had Mixed this conversation. Reaction. Yes. We have had this conversation at work once. Remember when you first told me about everything? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it says this online. And you were like, oh, my God. What site did you go to? I was like, no. That's completely no, incorrect. That yeah. is completely incorrect. So then I was like, so, okay, then how do I educate myself? Mm-hmm. on these situations from an older generation and i don't even think i had a good answer for you yeah because no, you it's because it's like i learned through experience and i learned through like knowing people like 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 i said experience and it's like if people in your life are like if you don't ask questions there's uh, people in your life won't educate you but also if you don't even know if you should question them you just won't ever know the answer you know well, it goes back to like we've had this conversation before it's do i want to stay ignorant or do i not want to stay ignorant and because uh, sometimes know? it's like i mean ignorance is unfortunately bliss like with um like not to try and get you know political or bring in other you know ways to uh like ways to be but things about like when 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 stuff in politics come out and a lot of people are you know, say la vie about it, and it's very, you know, it's very interesting to see people talk about uh, things like that because it's like, yeah, because you're a cisgender heterosexual man, you're never going to experience the type of oppression that other people do because you are you are a white, like, cisgender heterosexual man. It's just the, like, history in America, at least, at, at the very least, has always uplifted people that are like that you know so so when people are like oh i like to stay out of politics why it's Um, because it doesn't affect you you know what i mean well well that's also one of the biggest things that like i tell people a lot and Mm -hmm. uh you've known this about me for a while and that's i steer clear of politics Mm -hmm. i steer clear of religion Mm -hmm. and those are the two biggest reasons why because it is quick to get into an argument or a fight or lose a friend over someone else's beliefs. And I honestly, I'm not trying to push my beliefs on anybody, nor am I trying to sit there and change their belief, but I just try to get to an Trying to be like, hey, can you not be a dick? Let's, let's, let's make this the general, uh, belief is, is I'm going to be friends with you if you're just not a dick. Yeah. And I, like I said, I believe I've mentioned to you in the past, I actually have a Catholic friend who throws slurs at me all day long. Mm-hmm. And he, and let me explain to people out there. He, I've known the man for 23 years. He's my best friend. And the reason he's still my best friend, even though he throws slurs out there is because I understand one thing and no offense to you. If you listen to this, I love you, bro, but you're ignorant. Yeah. And you're not going to change your way of thinking. And it's because you're so deep in your religion. You're into you're so deep into your belief system. Your belief system. And chances exactly. are he grew up with that. Chances yes. are he's never known any other truth than that. But it goes to show you he's willing to change a little bit of what he thinks if he's willing to come over my house and not be so disrespectful. Because when my partner's here, he will not be that disrespectful. He'll kind of try to watch what he says. Because it's like, and you know, like it's. It's slowing, it, it's showing at least this, um, it's a sliver of, of hope to me, at least. When, when people have grown up a certain way and they, I, they've 
identify with certain you know parties or religions or things like that and then they have a friend that is a part of these groups that what they know is bad or is like like you should chastise them essentially it's it's showing this sort of like humility to them is just saying that oh yeah well like you know it's it's like it exists yeah and i've told him several times he's told me before oh you know just to let you know you're going to hell and i'll pray for you and um my response to that no offense to anybody out there who has Mm -hmm. or believes in anything right uh my response to that has always been well if i'm going to hell it's gonna be one hell of a party because honestly if all gays are going to hell <laughs> it's going to be fabulous it's going to be beautiful be funnest we're going to be throwing the those... orgy that has ever existed you know those like Within... powders that you're supposed to throw onto fire yes. so it makes it like different colors yes. dude that will be literally all of them yes. and as fun as a funny joke that is it's it is like you know obviously it's you know it's teach or it's taught as as suffering as eternal yes. suffering but honestly um, if you look at like pieces of human history where there was a great amount of suffering, there was so much hope that bred from that. Yes. There was so much brotherhood that was born from very tough situations like that, that where people were dropping like flies around you, and yeah. it just like you, it's it teaches you something. And honestly, that might be a great lesson for my soul to learn. If I go to hell and I'm with and I'm surrounded by other homosexual people, other transgender people, and we're suffering together there's we're suffering together you know it's like a yeah it's it's not it's not a thing but uh when um you know actually it's uh one of our friends that that came on here um she didn't speak quite as much in our on the podcast um she is is it lynn was the name yes. that yeah lynn i ide- does identify as a christian and um we've had multiple conversations together about religion and all that kind of stuff and she's she is honestly a bit disgusted sometimes by a lot of the people that identify as Christian that actively go out and chastise people that are homosexual, transgender, things like that. Because um, from what she knows about the Bible, back to back, cover to cover, if it's a sin, they were born with it. Because man is born from sin, you know? Yes. And also, there, there were a lot of things within, you know, what she had learned from the Bible and from multiple different iterations of the Bible and stories and all these things that say that if somebody is sinning, that is not your responsibility to tell them to change their ways. It is not, yeah. it is not anyone's responsibility but their own if they want to get into heaven. And it is not anyone's prerogative to, to force people into this you know belief system yeah because everybody is on their own journey whether or not it's their journey to god or or journey to another god or journey like that doesn't even i like include religion it is completely individualistic and and independent and i think that that is a beautiful way to think because it's it it shows that like you know even if a book written a million years ago says that something is a sin and times changed and it's not considered that way anymore there's no reason to suggest that that you should still continue to be a dick about it because even that book that was written a million years ago said leave him alone. Leave him alone. It's not it's not your job to fix it. You know? It yeah. is their and, job. And there's a lot of people out there who follow and that's the first thing they will do when you tell them 
oh, I'm gay or whatever, the first thing they want to do is try to save your soul. Yeah, and they start like, praying, they yeah, start, and it's they like... They start telling you how much of a horrible person you are, how, you know, and... You're a part of a cult, a which is right ironic. Now, which I'm not going to throw down names, mm -hmm. but because he is on YouTube, and I believe he's on uh, TikTok right now, mm -hmm. and everybody will throw out his name because they hate him because <laughs> of all the mean shit he is saying. Right. And he's saying a lot of horrible things about the gay community and the LGBTQ plus community. Absolutely. And it is just horrible to hear that there are people still out there like that who believe that way. Yeah. That is toxic. It yeah. is very, very toxic. And that just goes to show you that there are people out there who are so ignorant that they're not willing to change who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said it before, we set up this podcast so that way we can have an open mind and speak what we want to speak. We don't plan on being famous, and if we do, we do. But Absolutely. It, we don't plan that. Yeah. We're not on here to say, hey, I'm going to do this, and that's why I'm not going to throw out his name, because fact is, is trying to come up and try to be famous with that man's name on your shit, honestly, pathetic. It's, it's pathetic. Yes, Cause it you're, is. Because you're grasping at straws for views yes. that are going to be people that hate, like people that love that guy to come hate on us. Yes. And that's just bringing it, it's like, it's it like saying any circle. press is good press, but it's like no, dude. It's pathetic that you're farming, like you're 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 vouching for views and you're clickbaiting and you're doing all these things for like it like you're not going to end up a very good content creator. You're not going to have a great uh, re relationship with your audience if you're just continuing to be controversial just to be controversial, just to get money, just to get views, just to be famous. It's it's upsetting, and I think that there's a lot of people in the world that do that and. Um, I find don't, it gross. Well, they don't realize that they're I, being yeah. like stupid for doing that. Yeah, you know? but still, I find it gross. It's really gross. It's it's nasty. I, I think it's I think it's just fucking honestly fucking disgusting. Yeah. I think that if you have that view, you should keep it to yourself. You shouldn't be throwing it out there. And and more than anything, you should not be recording that and placing it out there on views for people to see. Because guess what, dude? Your you're going to lose your job. <laughs> you're well, going to... Even if you don't lose your job, it's going to cause violence. Yeah, the, you're going to be inciting violence of people yes. that support you. You're going to be inciting violence of the people, of that, the people that support that don't you. support what you're saying and people that do support what you're saying. And it causes a conflict, which honestly, I felt like that's what he was trying to do the whole time. Mm. Just he was causing trying to start some kind no of drama. Reason. Yeah, he just wanted to cause some kind of drama so he could try to be, what? Get us 10 seconds of fame. Yeah. Just like just the, like the dog, dog earlier. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> just like the dog earlier. And we love her. She's not She's yeah. not homophobic, I don't think. Is she? No, Okay. I don't think she is. Okay. I don't know why I had to ask. Because like, you live with her. I know that yeah. my cat's, um, I believe he's biphobic. Um, <laughs> I, I think, have I told you this before? Yeah. Okay, so I have two fried flags in my room. I used to have the non-binary one and the bisexual one. Guess who would climb onto my bed frame and tear up my bisexual flag? <laughs> Your cat. But not the non-binary one. So either he knew that I wasn't bisexual and that I needed to label myself differently, or he doesn't like bisexual people. <laughs> who knows? Cats are just assholes. Cats are weird. Uh, my cat's okay, though. I like him. He's the one exception. They're all pretty much assholes. <laughs> Uh, okay, but, but then you know dogs can also be true. Bags. I think that's so, just duality of yeah. Animals. I, I've, I've 
we've had actually uh, Lynn has told us that I believe on the last episode she was on that her dog might be racist. So, uh, and that's fine. I mean, you know, I don't think an animal can be. I think it's what they're taught. Well, I've but s- then again, you know, there are some animals out there. Yeah. Who, they just don't like anybody. True. So, uh, Although Lynn has showed me uh, her dog and I, I believe it. I look at that dog and I think, wow, that dog does not like anybody that's not white, huh? Like, like, wow, I, I see it. Smell. I can You're... smell the racism coming yeah. off of you. And it's unfortunate because sometimes I do that with people. And, and I'm right, and it's sad. <laughs> like, it's so unfortunately really sad. Like, there was a guy that used to work at the CB with us. He had a mullet, and he was like, and he, he um, we were talking, and it was like one of his first days, and we kind of, uh, well, I told him a lot of, like, I came out to him so that he would, you know, respect me, because obviously I, it's not that I'm, you know, uh, it's not that I pass as an effeminate gay man. I just, I still just kind of look like a butch lesbian, you know? And, like, or... What is it? Uh, like, oh and like that's sort of um, like that's honestly an outdated term as well because yeah, I shouldn't it, be using I shouldn't be using that as a white person. I believe that uh, I believe butch Plus, is meant I, to I be used think, for black women. I don't think the what would that be called? It's called I, a mask lesbian. I don't think a mask lesbian would like that. I think I think that's a derogatory term too. A mask it, lesbian? No, oh, butch is a little bit. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I, I believe I, I it think, is because there's because there is also another one that I see a lot is stem, which is is used by exclusively um, black masculine lesbians. Yeah. Um, it's it's. It's very interesting. I haven't educated myself on that, so I'm not really going to dive into it. But I, but I do know that that is an outdated term, so I do apologize for that. But um, what I do know is that I pass currently as a masculine lesbian. I look still like a woman, <laughs> you know. I've got my septum piercing. I've got my my bleached blonde well, hair. Well, I, I beg and to like, differ, everybody. No, I beg to differ. Every time I see him, I see an effeminate male. gay man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just see, I just see effeminate gay men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm very flamboyant. I'm literally wearing like a flower shirt and like flowy khakis i literally look like i'm i look like i'm about to start like like i look like i'm gonna star in an elton john music video like you give me some glitter sunglasses like hell yeah i'll fuck that shit up um <laughs> but i you know i to the general public i still kind of i i sort of look like i'm a very masculine woman and so um you know I, I told him and he was he was fine with it he get like he was like i guess whatever and i was like okay um most of us are lgbt so you do have to actually like respect people and he was like okay and so i started kind of talking about some political stuff because he kind of mentioned that that he's like apolitical and doesn't want to be a part of it and all that kind of stuff and i was like yeah because you don't it's not it doesn't affect you Exactly. (laughs) because it doesn't affect you that's that's why you're that's why you don't involve yourself in politics is because it doesn't affect you and um and he 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 mentioned that that he was uh pro-life and um honestly we could get into that another day no we will definitely get into (laughs) that another day because Because that is a subject that like honestly i think it should be talked about like a lot of the subjects we touch on on you know dark and moth will mm-hmm. be so controversial and i know they will it's very divisive definitely. it's very yeah and, and there's a reason for this and it's because one we mesh really well yes and two <laughs> we also it's also because we have different views even if we disagree we're able to come to an agreement on yes, something exactly which is why we're still friends <laughs> yeah i know exactly like i said it's a lot of me speaking my mind and realizing how ignorantly stupid <laughs> i sounded and or 
in your terms, a jackass. Yeah. And then <laughs> a little bit like a jackass. Professional, the professional kicks in and goes, okay, well then teach me. Okay, let's fix this. Yeah. yeah Let well me teach me. Yeah. Because, like you said, there's not enough people out there doing that. They're too busy getting mad and being sensitive than they are to to say, hey, okay, do you got a moment? And and they're wasting time by yeah. being angry and 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 yeah. ignorant. They're wasting their own time. They're wasting this precious life on a earth. A hater that will they always have. be a hater. Yeah. But there are some out there who I literally I've had people call me a fucking hater. Yeah. You no, know, you're just a hater. Yeah. You just don't like this and you you're, you're just you're just and I'm like, "No, it's that teach me." Yeah. Absolutely. Help me understand. Yeah. Help me understand who you are. I just Help need me to know your situation. Be- well, and because it's... I grew up in a different generation. Mm-hmm. Because and so and and, and then also you grew up with and it's like it's a different generation gap as well, but even as you're growing up, you're sort of with a certain amount of people, and it's like it, it has to do exactly with your environment. It has everything yeah. to do with the people that you surround yourself with. It has everything to do with what you're taught in school, everything to do with the, because, with the yeah. authority figures in your life, what they think. It is, it is so um, divisive because you don't end up learning. I've had family and authority figures throw around, you know, the derogatory words, mm-hmm. and Literally, I just went along with it sometimes because growing up, because in the end, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to be like, hey, you can't say that and then not follow the crowd and lose a friend? Or do I just follow the crowd and, you know, just say, okay, yeah. But back then I was so confused anyway. It's so it yeah. didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. But now it does. Yeah, now it does. Now I get it. And because I'm like, you're an oh, adult and you're douche. and you're completely independent yeah. and you won't like you don't feel bad about losing your friends. You don't feel bad about losing you know oh, family members in your life. Because, and it was a lot. Yeah, and it was a lot. And, yeah. and, it, and it, it didn't. And by the time I realized that they were all gone. I was already starting my healing process. And you felt better because and, yeah. you were surrounding yourself with people that weren't going to respect you. And it was it's upsetting. And, and I, I lost ones. multiple people when I came out. And it's and yeah. it's so it's so upsetting, but I I you know, I, I it used to affect me, you know, really deeply when somebody wouldn't talk to me anymore because I was um, you know, trans or something and it it used to affect me very deeply, but um when it first happened when I first came out, I lost a lot of friends. Honestly, um it hurt, but now it's like, because um, at the time it felt like I couldn't live without them. It felt it, it felt like because they were my lifelong friends. It felt like because I, you know, was like, I like I was the one that ruined the friendship, and I hurt people yeah. in my life for being who I was. And I thought that I couldn't live without them, and it was just so difficult for me. And now it's like, it's now it's like I. I don't even think about them anymore. Yeah. I don't exactly. even think about it. And the ones I do think about are the family members that I care about. And if you're out there, hi, I love you. Hi. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, and I've talked about this before, but my brother, my little brother and my, my uncle, you know, they've, they've been there since the beginning and they said, Hey, if that's who you are, be you. And I respect them for that. I love them more for that. That's because how that's... they weren't the ones who turn around and was like, uh, you're and gross. They're, they're, You're yeah, wrong. They're on my social media, but they're not going to intervene in my sh- in my shit, and they're not going to say nothing to your face, but they will talk shit behind your back. 
And we got a few family members who do that. And I know my uncle's dying laughing if he's listening to this <laughs> right now going, yes, put them on blast. Yes. But I'm not going to put them on blast. No. We're just going to say there are a few family members, aunts and uncles, who don't know how to keep their mouth shut. Right. And <laughs> they say things that, you know, hurt are very hurtful. Mm-hmm. But luckily for me, on my dad's side, I have a really great auntie. Mm-hmm. She accepts me for who I am. My cousins accept me for who I am. You know, and then on my mom's side, I have my little brother and my uncle, like I said, and they had set me for who I am. And my little brother was like, hey, in the in the beginning, he didn't understand it. He said, but bro, you in know. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. you live your life yeah, how you, you live, want you, to live you. your life. Do you, bro, is what he finally told me. He was just like, do you. That's If that's who you are, that's who you are, bro. Mm-hmm. And then I think the hardest thing or the stupidest thing that bothers me so much about coming out <laughs> oh God, what? is when they tell you they already knew. That grinds my gears more than anything. You know why? Because I, okay, so before I came out, before I understood that I was trans, I had moved away from my hometown where I had gone to school and I had known literally everybody and all that kind of stuff. And um, at one point they found my social media and uh, they recognized me and they asked me if this is, you know, if it was, you know, my government name. And I was like, um, yeah, but that's, I don't, I don't use that name anymore. I'm, I'm trans. And they were like, oh, we knew. And I literally, it made me so upset. And I and I said, "Hey, dude, like that's you could have caused me years of stress. You could have told me, bro. Yeah. And it's but then also like it, it's also it feels like they're sort of invalidating you and and your journey because they figured out it out before you. And it's like I don't. But then again, it has. I think it also has a lot to do with respect. Yes. They don't want to disrespect you and say, "Hey, guess what? Because if you're not." It comes out wrong. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why does everybody say that? I remember being growing up and a lot of people called me gay. Mm. A lot of people. Like, a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking a lot. But then growing up male, we throw that word around a lot. Mm-hmm. Everything is gay. Mm-hmm. You know, if something bad, it's gay. If it's something Which is good, upsetting. it's gay. If it's something, you know, oh, homosexual, it's gay. <laughs> you know? Obviously, but yeah. <laughs> but then it... It's thrown around so much, just like the slur is thrown around so much. Which is crazy, you know, because because it's used to just, like, completely ostracize people. So when when people end up saying, like, oh, I knew the whole time, and it's like, so you let me get called these slurs and be bullied and be, like, berated and ridiculed, and you didn't stand up for me. Yeah. You didn't stand up for me. It didn't what if I wasn't even that way and you still didn't stand up for me? Yeah. That's like a really shitty move, bro. Like you're yeah, weird for that. Exactly. You're weird for that. You just let it happen. Why did you let it happen? Why did you why let did you what? Why yeah. did you be like, "Hey, leave him alone." You know, but then in the end you kind of also they they a lot of my family what they have told me was is because we needed you to find out on your own. Yeah. It was something you had to learn. And it was actually you had to do. So um, I, I experienced that as well with my uh, little sibling. I have two siblings. Um, they were twins. Uh, it was one boy and one girl at birth. And my sibling, um, I, I had this funny feeling in the back of my brain for years, in like in like since childhood, that my that my little baby was gonna was gonna come out to me and say that they were gender fluid. And I use the labels, you know, sister, you know, sibling and brother and, you know, she, he and they pronouns on, you know, them because that's what they use all the time. Um, And it's it just uh, was very funny uh, because I just I knew. And 
that, that that's the thing is I didn't tell I didn't tell them that I knew and they don't listen to the podcast uh, because like they're like 15 or something and uh, so I'm so I don't want to I don't really uh, I'll get it when they're older <laughs> but yeah okay. but well. but like when when the, the when they finally did I was relieved because it was um, you know they were in this beautiful um, amazing friend group that I just knew was going to be there for them that was going to stand up for him and, and, and make sure that, like, she knew she was loved and, like, all that kind of stuff. And it was just very, um, it was very important to me, like, knowing that not only that they felt safe enough to come out to me, but also important to me that they had that kind of support within their friend group that immediately loved them for who they were. And um, that was why I did not tell them for all, that many years, is I just, I I wanted them to to figure it out on their own to know that, like whenever like they came out to me that they they were so sure you know yeah um and you know also part of it was because if I did and then they actually ended up identifying as gender fluid or a little bit earlier on uh they would have been chastised further by my parents because that would have meant that I influenced them um my parents think I'm a really horrible influence on both of my siblings which is sad really really upsetting. Um, because if, if I'm a horrible influence for telling my brother to quit using slurs, I don't know, man, <laughs> I'm throwing my hands up, man. But, um, it's, it's more just a problem with, uh, the parenting than, uh, yeah. than, than me. Um, so it, actually that's, that's a funny story. Cause my little brother, um, he's a little dick uh, to the people in his marching band. And for those of you that know, marching band has to be the gayest elective in the entire world that you could possibly take in high school. <laughs> there will there there is one straight person in that entire thing, and everybody's looking at them like, "Wait, we're waiting for you to come out, bro. We're waiting, we're waiting," because everybody else is gay. Like everybody else is some form of LGBTQ in marching band. I don't know what the phenomenon is, it's but everybody is. When they're doing the stride things, what are those with the ribbons and everything? Oh, color guard. Yeah, color guard. Oh my God, same There's thing. There's a lot of men in there who say, "Oh no, I'm straight, I'm straight," and then years later they come out as gay. And it's like we knew. And it's like we knew because that is the ribbons. Because that, like, no, straight <laughs> and up dancing and, and dancing, and it was wonderful. You did a really you did great amazing, job. and we you like, were just too good at it. <laughs> You were so good but at also, it that you had me convinced that this it's is your such, life now. You it's know. such a pattern within yes. that those two electives specifically is color guard and marching band. So it's unfortunate when there is a person within the, the marching band that is homophobic because it is a million against one, bitch. Like, you are the only bigot yeah. here. Yeah, you're the and, only one. And I went to one of his football games where he was playing, and he plays the trombone. It's literally – he's so good at it. He looks so stupid playing it, but I love it. He's like He does really well. But um, his fucking section leader um, pulled me aside and was like, hey, you're moth, right? And I was like, yeah. And, and you know, he was like, oh, you know, your, your sibling talks about you a lot, and so does your brother. Um, you're, like, trans, right? And I said, yeah. And I said, you know, what's this about? And he goes, your brother is really homophobic. And I said, I know. I'm, I haven't lived with him in, like, many years, and unfortunately my parents are not regulating it at all. Um, and I'm, you know, I'll, I can talk to him about it. And, and he goes, okay, please do talk to him about it because pretty soon or and pretty soon enough, he's going to get like, he's going to get fucking reprimanded for it. Like somebody's going to actually uh, have the balls to report him or he's going to get beat the fuck up. He's going to get beat up. And I was like, yeah. okay, you know, like, and, and I straight up told him, I, I mean, I'm not inciting violence. Okay. I'm going to say this yeah, right now. Not I'm not inciting, inciting violence. violence. Yeah. Um, 
but because it's my brother, I can say this. Because I'm the oldest, I can totally say this. I used to beat my brother when I was a kid because I was an older brother. That's how you fucking do it, you know? It's the only way to be the eldest sibling. You just it's you beat funny. up your brother. If my brother listens to this, my little brother, he's going to be like, no, I beat my brother's ass so many times. <laughs> like, and, and, and I think there was only once where my little where I got over on my little brother, and it was pretty violent, so we're not going to get into what I No, did. no. But, uh, um, but I, yeah, yeah. My, my little brothers, like I said, uh, fortunately... My little brothers uh, are older men, okay. And uh, the my youngest brother, who was just barely turned, uh, you know, just turned twenty one not too long ago, and it was amazing that even him. I thought I thought for a while that he was gonna like be really like you know because he was kind of like macho growing up. And, oh, so it was and like raised and raised by my stepfather, who I thought was going to totally judge me once he found out, but he actually came and stayed with us for a while, and when he stayed with us, no, he was completely fine with my yeah. partner. Yeah, and that's... And, he was and like, so be that's... you, be, be happy. Exactly. That's who you are. Yeah, he goes, so... You know, there's yeah. people in my culture that are Indian, you know, that... Um, and I say Indian because he's from Fiji and those kind of places, and he yeah, has yeah. told me... I'm Indian. Yes. Yeah. So no, no disrespect. Yeah, we're not talking Native, about Native. American. We're not talking about indigenous or Native American people. Yeah. We're talking about like you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fijian. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he was Fijian, and he literally told me that he goes, you know, he goes, as my people, they don't. A lot of them are gay. Yeah, it's it's you know, and they hide it from their families because it's a lot of have, cultural yeah. There's and the and cultural it, differences between you know certain cultures within America. Like I know that within um, but he respected me a lot for that. Yeah, and you know um, I might be wrong about this, but there is a thing within um, I know Hispanic households a lot of you know Spanish uh, culture uh, things like that. There's a uh, there's a center around machismo and this um, very toxic uh, sense of masculinity that men are supposed to uphold. And uh, if you are gay, you are inherently not upholding that. I'm sorry. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it honestly is. Okay. It's a lot of, you know, you have to be this way. You have to get married. You have to, you know, have a wife. And luckily, there's a lot of, uh, honestly, I can say by watching not just, you know, social media, but watching a lot of drag race and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. I'm noticing there's a lot of Hispanic parents out there who are starting to become a little more understanding now. Which I is amazing because that means that they're going to be teaching their kids to accept and people. Just, yeah. And then their kids are going to teach to accept people. And yes. that's how culture changes. That's how yes. time progresses. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Although I just realized that we haven't talked more about the labels. After, um, after Q in LGBTQ, um, there is I and A. Um, and then after that is the plus, which goes into more of the micro labels that I was telling you about. Um, I stands for intersex. Intersex is the new updated term for what was also considered a hermaphrodite. A lot of people talk about hermaphrodites, and it, hermaphrodite is it's now a porn category. It is it is completely fetishizing people that are that yes. are intersex. Yeah, definitely. And um, what intersex is is if you don't know, it is essentially somebody that is born with a. Uh, it's essentially like. Um, well, when you're born with genitalia that is sort of ambiguous, you might have a penis and a vagina, or you have a vagina that kind of looks like a penis, or it's like it like it works it works differently, and your reproductive system works completely differently, and it's makes you sort of um, 
gender ambiguous and and yes. when when you are born intersex which is a lot more common than people think it's pretty much as common as fucking having red hair which is you know a lot of people are like well why do we why why do we recognize you know intersex is either boy or girl and it's like no it's not it's absolutely not it is way more common than people think um and when people are born intersex a lot of times um doctors ask you know like how are you going to raise this kid like w with what gender you know and um you know it's it's an interesting question for for parents to ask, you know. But I think honestly, I I I was I don't know if it's true. It was rumored. Should I say growing up we had a friend that we hung out with that was intersex? Intersex. Okay. And um a lot of people said that he said no, it's not true, of course, cuz you're not going to want you're ashamed and you don't want right, to you know, yeah. admit that. But then it was also has a lot to do no offense to anybody out there who was just born that way, but uh, this guy's uh, parents were like, I think like his he married his cousin or something. But, oh, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's um, that goes into. But uh, that has that's a whole nother story. But uh, yeah, you know, and um, it could have been anything that mm -hmm. caused it. You know, it could have been too many um, testosterone, too much testosterone. Exactly. Or you know, it was an even flow of both. Mm -hmm. of estrogen and testosterone which, and, which which I've heard has happened yes. and caused intersexual people yes and um but yeah no definitely and we I treated him like a regular person yeah he, he identified as male he was male to me and that's fine yeah. like that's completely okay which is which is why that it's considered a part of the um because the reason why a lot of things are considered a part of the LGBT community is because it strays from what is considered the normal, which is cisgender and uh, cisgender uh, gender identity and um, heterosexuality, um, and that anything that deviates from that is generally speaking a part of the LGBT community in some way. Um, and you, um, your labels that you identify with are gay and male, but um, male and you were you were assigned male at birth, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. That's cisgender. So you are a cisgender man that is gay. You know, like that is those are the labels I that you leave use. The cis out. I don't know. That, and that, and again, that's totally fine. See, <laughs> like, that's the thing about labels is yeah. you can completely if yeah, you, you identify with something. If you, if you feel like you're not in that label, then you're just not in that label. You have to. You absolutely do not have to. Yeah, and, and I don't call it cis only because, like, when I think in my in my, my mind, in the back of my mind, should I say? When somebody tells me, oh, you're a cis male, the first thing that pops in is, oh, I'm a bottom. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, it, and that's it goes position-wise. That and goes then, more into the dynamics of, you know, within the gay community yes. of gay men is, you know, it, it's which is a very interesting uh, part of the community for sure because it, because which it's, we've had you know, conversations about and yes. very embarrassingly <laughs> very much I so and then i and then the, the look of surprise on a lot of people's faces when i say oh i'm burst off yeah they're like wait what yeah and and it's no 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 you're you're, you're definitely a verse bottom and it's and like it's that like, makes no, no sense no 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 and no, it's because don't they know don't know you don't know they me do not well. know at all yeah you do not know me very well and yeah so everyone out there yes i identify as top verse yeah top leaning verse yep yeah and um it's it has a lot to do with because that's what I, just it, the way that you are yeah yeah absolutely and and, and 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 a lot of people don't get that they, they automatically when you put the cis in there i think that our community as being meaning older mm -hmm. community 
we believe, oh, cis, well, doesn't that mean a little, you know, feminine? feminine? And it's like, and, and mm, it's like uh, cis I'm is, not that feminine. You know? cis, cis is obviously pronounced like sister, which is considered feminine. But cis is actually um, that it is C-I-S, and it sort of means aligned. It's, it's just along the lines of just being aligned. And if you are aligned at your gender at birth, you're considered a cisgender person. And I'm not, obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. But, um, but it's like, it is it is an interesting label that I know that a lot of people, sometimes they're uncomfortable with it, but not because they're, they're transgender in some way. It's just, it's just sort of a way that they don't um, align. And uh, some, sometimes a lot of people take into question whether or not that they support LGBT people at all if they're offended by the term, which I think is, I think it's... Um, it's a lot more gray than that. It's a lot more. Yeah, it's a like, bigger gray area. Yeah, there. because um, some people don't identify as cisgender as far as like just using that label because they just feel like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit. Same way with the difference between saying that you're on label and saying that you're queer. You know, like it. There are different labels for a reason. It's just because some people some people just don't resonate with it that way. Some people don't resonate with the way that the word sounds. Same goes with names. Sometimes you just don't resonate with your own fucking name, so you change yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly. how that works, man. That's how that works. And so that's um, so it's it's a very interesting uh, line of thinking there. But going into the next one, so the next one is asexual. Asexual is once again a an umbrella term, um, just like LGBT. It is. It is another. Um, it is another uh, sexuality. I was wondering what the A meant. So, I so <laughs> you know it. when people say that they're apolitical. Yes. And and so so they don't. Which it makes no sense to me, by the way, because when somebody says, "Oh, I'm asexual, apolitical," I honestly, like I said, the ignorance kicks in, the mm -hmm. jackass kicks in, mm -hmm. because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> So when somebody says that they're apolitical, it means that they don't um, identify with either political party or they are they are they do not involve themselves within politics. Now replace politics with sex. Asexual people feel little to no sexual attraction, and whether or not they use any other uh, label that are that falls underneath the asexual spectrum is to be determined if you ask them further questions like than that. Um, within you know like within. Uh, uh, you know, asexual, there is a term called uh, allosexual, which is like, it's exactly like non-binary within the trans umbrella. It is an umbrella term within an umbrella term. Um, it's essentially like, uh, it's typically feels sexual attraction toward other people and they might want to have sex with a partner, but they usually identify with other sexualities as well as being asexual. It's sort of, um, it's like, uh, the reason why they identify with it is because it's little to none. You know, like they might be bisexual, but it's like they don't feel it very often, you know, which is very, very interesting. And um, there are a lot of things that aren't within, you know, sexuality terms, but are in romantic terms. And so and a lot of people feel differently romantically versus sexually. So a lot of people are aromantic and they feel absolutely no romantic attraction, but they might feel sexual attraction, which I think is fascinating. I've never identified that way, but wowee. Ain't that interesting that there was a term for people that feel that way. And there are a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah, and that's why and it's a part I, of and it. I remember, I remember asking my partner once, because he's not such a sexual person, is he asexual? Yes. Yeah. And, and he said, I believe he mentioned that it, it has nothing to do with being asexual. He takes it more as a 
sex drive uh, it's, thing? It's, 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 it's in my, my it's in my DNA. DNA. Like, yeah, it's you a know, sex like, drive thing. It's a sex drive thing. Yeah. But still, it goes back to, you know, it kind of like sometimes like I've heard him say, oh, well, then I guess you can consider me asexual because unless I feel sexual attraction to you, I have zero nothing bucks of what <laughs> I want to have sex with you. Yeah. And, and if you're sitting there throwing yourself at me, I'll probably just look at you like you're stupid. Because I'm not you feeling know? anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling nothing. Right, and, right. And that also goes into, uh, I believe, what, like demisexual? Yes. Kinds of things? So demisexual is like asexuality where, um, so I identify as demisexual, Which actually. Which is that falls into the umbrella thing? It or falls under it, the okay. umbrella of okay. asexuality because I feel little to no sexual attraction to anybody but it's under the condition that i have an emotional connection with somebody if i have an emotional connection to somebody there is a chance that i might feel sexual attraction to them but otherwise i'm feeling nada anywhere and anything nothing literally i am unbreakable i have like and a lot of people think of uh well within my last relationship um there was a time where I was like obviously having sex pretty regularly, but it was just sort of like I was doing it more for him. But there were a lot of times that I just wasn't feeling it. And and I realized towards the end of our relationship when we stopped that he, I was probably around the time that he started cheating on me, but I don't really know that for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. but I just didn't have an emotional connection with him anymore. So I didn't even remotely feel attracted to him. Yeah. And it's Which just obviously the sex is dead. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's over separate. because I can't. I just don't feel that way yeah. anymore. I and don't then, want to. And then to. it just kind of feels like like what my partner just told me before. It yeah. just kind of feels forced. Yeah. And 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 you know. And, and it's like I'm not being coerced into yeah, sex. You're not I'm being not. Coerced. You're not being. It's held not that. Down. It's not that I'm not being it, consented. Like I'm not consenting to it. It's just that I'm sort of like it's more for my partner. It's not for me. Yeah. You know, and, and he's mentioned that before to me as well. Like, you know, like, Hey, you know, when I do do it, it's one, because I obviously have an attraction to you mm -hmm. and two, it's because I want to do it. It's not because, you know, it, and when I do let you, you know, do things with me, it's mm -hmm. because I, I want to please you. Yes. And it's like, well, I don't want you to always please me. I want you to be pleased yeah. in the situation. And then it's like, well, well, I don't, I don't actually, uh, yeah. I, uh, and that happens a lot within, within relationships. And, and, you know, I think that like part of the reason why I identify as demisexual is because I also identify as, you know, a top leaning person. I really am more about like, uh, pleasing the partner and all that kind of a thing. So it's it's very very interesting to me, um, but uh, the it's it's very very interesting to see that. And uh, actually, under uh, asexual, if, when people identify as asexual, there are a lot of different ways that they can identify as certain labels, but also as like um, like how favorable they are to sex. So there's like sex averse people, sex favorable people, sex indifferent people, and sex repulsed people. Relatively speaking, those are like pretty self-explanatory terms. But if somebody says, hey, I'm asexual, I'm actually sex repulsed, cool. That means that they are just don't, they never want to have sex. They don't want it at all. And that's completely fine. They're going to, okay, you know? Um, yeah, which, which means the relationship, relationship obviously would be more a, a, a subplatonic. Um, uh, it's platonic or romantic. Platonic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Regard my spelling, guys. I'm not good at grammar. <laughs> but yeah, it's more platonic. Yes. So it's it's more of a kind of like uh, when people and I know this is stupid and a lot of people are probably gonna get mad at me. But when I see platonic, I first thing I think of is Godzilla Malothra. <laughs> because they're two different species, mm-hmm. and they'll they tell you. And if you watch a lot of the movies, you will see Godzilla is the king of monsters, Malothra is the queen of monsters. Yeah. So technically, they're together. They're together. They're together. But it's not in a sexual way. There for him. Yeah. But it's not in a sexual way. It's more a platonic relationship. It's a platonic where, way. Where you're the queen, I'm the king. We rule over all the monsters and we keep them in line, type of thing. Yeah. And without each other, me healing you and you destroying their ass. That's you know? honestly it's, it's, that's it's like... honestly great representation for asexuals in media. Loki, y'all are y'all are monsters, but y'all are the coolest monsters. Yeah. Like that's how that works, you know. Like it's it's, it's pretty legit. Um, I actually like if when I consider you know myself as as you know under the asexual label as a demisexual person, I consider myself sex indifferent, relatively like neutral about you know sex and and all that kind of behavior because it's like again I am indifferent until I am not. I I make this joke sometimes where I'm asexual until proven sexual. It just sort of is like well, <laughs> I guess I am sometimes you know, but not really. You know, and and there are so many different, um, you know, romantic orientations that you can have, which is why that like 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 if you identify as asexual, maybe you still want to date and do romantic things, but not sexual things, which is why that there's like, you know, um, a romantic gray romantic gray romantic is a term where it's like they might not experience um, romantic attraction uh, very strongly or it's quite rare, um, which is similar to aromantic may not feel a romantic attraction toward like anybody and so it's you know usually more towards a platonic friendship and that gets into like i said earlier there are a lot of terms that are super super similar but people you know use different labels because it just resonates better for them you know yeah definitely so there's just a lot of different uh things like that um, and then obviously there's biromantic, which is their their attra- the romantic attraction at the very least is more than one gender. Um, and then you know you can use the same thing for you know like you can use all of the sexuality labels as a romantic orientation. So those are relatively speaking more self-explanatory. Um, but, um, I will say this: there are a few that I am um, that I think is interesting to get into because uh, pansexual and omnisexual are um, pretty much, uh, well, they're not pretty much the same label. They're just very similar. And the reason why that people use them is once again, because it resonates better. Um, Like pansexual and omnisexual are referring to people that feel uh, attraction towards people of all genders and all sexes. Typical identifier is essentially like it, gender is just not a factor. There's not really a, a preference towards, you know, any particular gender or sex, um, you know, identifier at, you know, uh, as far as, like, romantic and sexual relationships go. Um, there's not necessarily this, um, like, oh, I'm only attracted to masculine people. I'm only attracted to, to feminine and masculine people or androgynous persons, things like that. It's... Um, it's a very interesting label to have as well um, because omnisexual and pansexual also have two different pride flags. They're very much considered different labels to have. Um, and I think that, you know, it's not about keeping track. It's just about, like, sort of understanding that they exist, you know? 
and there's a reason why it was coined you know the term was 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 you know thought of is because there were multiple multiple people that felt that way you know and it's um very interesting there's um um there's another thing too that i think is interesting to talk about is uh you know within polyamory because i know that you you identify as polyamorous or is it more just like a monogamish type deal Uh, well Well, we're we're doing doing a monogamous we're doing a monogamous type of thing but i mean and that's that's only because my partner is very safe about our sexual activities Mm -hmm. um but i mean Honestly, if I had my way, I'd probably, like, just kind of, like, screw anybody I wanted to. Mm, yeah. But, you know, it, uh, safely as well. Obviously. As fine. But then again, if that was the case, I'd be on prep and those kinds of things. Right, right. But I don't do that because, honestly, it's so hard for me to find somebody that I'm sexually attracted to. Yeah. Because of the fact that I'm very picky mm-hmm. about the people <laughs> I want to mess with. And it has nothing to do with titles or, or, or you know, or pronouns or yeah. anything. It's more of a personality type thing yeah if you have a really great personality we could click and you're just like hey you want to fool around right i used to be okay with it but the monogamous thing is very hard but i mean now that we're in a poly monogamous relationship it's a little bit easier because i feel like sometimes i'm overly blessed sometimes (laughs) you're lucky yeah, yeah yeah you know and it's because i have one person in which my husband or my partner, my soon-to-be husband, my future husband, you know, uh, I'm about to, you know, and when we get married, you know, we're going to have – I have him. He's always going to be around. He's always going to be there. Now, my hopes for my other partner is that he will be around forever and we can fall in line and create a, a really great relationship together. But, I mean, it, it does have a lot to do with personality and how people click together because there have been so many who have come and gone. And I'm not saying I have literally had sexual relations with all of them. Yeah. Because there were a few I did not have sexual relations with at all because there was nothing there. And no matter how hard I tried to like them as much as my partner did, it was like, I don't like them. You just don't. I just don't it doesn't. Like you don't feel the same attraction yeah. that they I don't do. feel the same attraction. I just didn't. Look, it causes other sexual complications. Yeah, it, it really does. It's it goes into like, oh, we're in it, but hey, you know, you're not getting erect. <laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, because. And it's like, interested. well, I'm not, yeah. And, it, I'm and, not interested. and that's I, an interesting I, conversation to have in it. Cause it's like, you sort of feel pressure sometimes, but it's, yes. you know, it's, it's an interesting, um, yeah. Like the, like I said, interesting conversation to have because you're sort of like in the middle about it, you know? Yeah, definitely. And being, you know, polyamorous, it's, it's different for me. Like I told my partner, I can love him and another person. It's not hard. Now, you know, I've always questioned how the marriage thing is going to work later. Yeah, uh, because you can only marry one person. Yeah, currently, and, and right now in it, in America, it, yeah. it's not a protected thing. You can't get yeah, married. Yeah, and I would people. love for our you know to have like be called this really long name, but you know, <laughs> with hyphen, my partner, hyphen, 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 hyphen. You know, but that you know that falls into the category of technically it's still illegal in you know a lot of states to be married to two people at once. Yeah. 
and um, but a, if it worked out, it works out. I guess. I mean, there's a lot of people that still get married that way, mm-hmm. and it's usually the two that have known each other the longest, and then the other one is kind of there, married in with them. Yes, but he doesn't get no legal documents. Right. And and and, and it's not a bad thing. No, I don't want people out there to say, "Oh my God, he's right." This is he. They are so mean. Like, no, 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 It's no, not no, about no. that. It's not about that. It's actually about the love that you have with each other. Yeah, it's I, honestly the way that I feel about marriage in general is that it's just a piece of paper. If you love somebody enough that you shouldn't yeah, have to try have relationships a, are complicated enough as they are. Yeah, because you got to get through that hard stage of there's always one person who's going to either be jealous. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's always one who's going to sit there and think, oh, I'm still in my old ways and they don't want to change. Right. And then there's the one that wants to push everything forward and say, well, you know, I don't trust this person. I don't like this person. Yeah. And I'm trying to learn to like them or trust them. And I can't find a common ground with them. And so it's hard. And, and it it's makes it hard. harder. So, yeah. but it's not that that person is not open to the polyamorous or they're not open to those things. It's just, it's just difficult, uh, you know, cause, cause you know, you're, 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 you're learning as you go, you know. Yeah. But like, I mean, going back to what I was saying, that that is a sexuality label to label yourself as well as polysexual yes. is just an attraction to um, more than one person. Like it's more than one gender, yes. and 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 um, a lot of people that identify specifically as polysexual often only want to have um, sexual relations with multiple people, like at the same time. Like it's 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 a very nuanced uh, topic. I don't know a lot of people that it's actually nice identify with that way. I like orgies. Yeah, which, <laughs> without without having which the is, orgy party. Well, that's you know? cool. again, that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, I think I just know more people that identify as polyamorous, where they have other identities within, um, that doesn't include polyamory. It just is like polyamory is sort of married within it. You know. Yeah. Um, there's another one that I think is a very interesting topic, um, is scoliosexual. I don't know why it's called scolio. Because you know what it really is? It's an attraction to only people that identify as non-binary. Which, I don't know if that is... Um, I don't think I would feel comfortable be- dating somebody that was attracted to only non-binary people. Uh, being non-binary myself. Because to me, it feels like it's fetishizing a little bit. But that is uh, a part of the plus. Which is, uh, to me, it's completely a fi- a fine and okay. Um, the reason why that I that I think it's odd is because there are a lot of relationships where people are fetishizing transgender people and they yes. only go after dating transgender people. Yes. Although there is a thing within the community, um, within the transgender community, it's called uh, T for T. It's essentially transgender people that only date other transgender people. Most of the time it's for the comfort of, of knowing that somebody knows what you're going through as far as a transgender person. They understand the gender dysphoria. They understand being misgendered and dead named uh, on a very personal level because they've also gone through that. And that's a, that's a, just a comfort level thing more than it's considered a sexuality. Um, but I do think that it's a little bit odd when there are people that specifically seek out trans or transgender or non-binary people, because it's like, you're a little weird for that. But also I think that there is something to be said about just identifying with being attracted to people that only identify outside of the binary like genders you know what i mean because because yeah, some, exactly. sometimes those people are great those and don't but then again it goes back to there's so much out there like i i believe don't furries have their own 
Um, uh, furries are a part of the community because oftentimes they also identify as somebody within the LGBT community, but I don't yes. think that it's considered a sexuality label necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure they will it will be in future time because probably. they do deserve their own, you know, yes. thing because it's a very feel, large feel, community. Yeah, yeah, it's a very large community, and, and I, oftentimes, honestly, I'm more, I'm more not disgusted or anything with it. I'm, I'm more fascinated. fascinated. Yes, because it's such a creative outlet to yeah, to be it, interested yeah. in, and it's it's expensive, but also like if you are on a budget, you can still make a hell of good furry costume. Yeah. Holy shit! Like those people are creative. They are in, smart. They are innovative. Yeah, they are like so imaginative they make these beautiful characters that they play and it's like you can see how confident they are and i'm like yes, go definitely. live your life like you're doing great yeah i have a friend who actually i still talk to every mm -hmm. once in a while on facebook yeah and yeah he 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 has the whole costume and everything that's so I cool i honestly feel like i don't go as far as like building a costume but yeah i ain't gonna lie a puff mask really does feel good on my head it's legit i love it it's i love fun. the puff mask it's it's fun it's like it's like you just sit there and you're enjoying who you are yeah but you have a little pup mask on or you or you actually go the full length and you say no i'm putting the whole suit on mm -hmm. and you have a whole suit of it yeah it's it's all on people's perspectives and that's why it makes it so much more fascinating because they took something that a lot of people would say oh that's disgusting or oh you, you guys are technically just you know what is the term used um uh, I'm not sure. Like, like, like that like you're basically you're only attracted to animals. Oh, bestiality. Yeah, that's not a sexuality. It, 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 that's it, a that's a disgusting little thing. Yeah. You should not be a human having sex with dogs. But if you I, like, okay, so we're actually gonna circle back a little bit because remember when I mentioned uh, other kin? There yes. are a lot of people that identify as other kin. That's an umbrella term for, and a lot of people also use Therian. Um, a lot of people like, like use a lot of different ways to to say that they don't identify at like their their um the way that their like soul is it's not that they don't identify as human it's that their soul is not human you know like they don't think that it is you know that way and there is a person that um i don't know if you saw this um meme but there's this person that was like on all levels except physical i'm a wolf that uh person also identifies as a trans woman um so she is a like she is an other kin person but uh, and identifies as a wolf, but also is a trans woman and prefers to be referred to as a woman. It's so it's a it's a lot more of a nuanced topic. But also she's not a furry, you know. Yeah. So there's a difference between people that are furries and people that are otherkin. So it's like so they're also considered part of the LGBT community because it's like they are different from what is again considered normal or default of being cisgender and heterosexual. It is so uh, fascinating to me. I've I've talked to a few people that identify as otherkin, and I and the way that they describe it is a lot more like within their uh, soul than their body. Um, you know, they they don't. It's not like they want to go through with surgeries to put a tail on them. It's more that they just they like the feeling that like if they put a tail on the end of like their pants or something that they just like can wag something, and it's like it's like a nice feeling to them because that's what they feel like on the inside you know yeah and, and it's with, like okay and with no good real, for you <laughs> like, yeah and with no real thing out there to say hey reincarnation doesn't exist exactly these things can't happen what if they are what so connected they, to their past life yeah. that they still identify with the the animal that they were with in their past life yeah, before they exactly. were born again as a human that 
is fascinating and yeah, that goes into a whole other level because they're because i've talked to uh you know the, like like i said i've talked to a few of them and the way that their spirituality it like the way that they view their their spirit their uh world their universe it is so interesting because their perspective on that is so different than a lot of people that identify with this or that religion and it's it's cool because they see it and and it's it's just this vast universe full of different possibilities and not all of them believe in reincarnation but a lot of them do because it's like that connection is so strong that yeah. you know they just they can't get away from it they can't get away from the feeling that they on the inside are a fucking cat or a dragon or an alligator like you said earlier yeah. you know and it's like completely okay and some people that identify that way or other ways um, that are outside of, you know, non-binary, outside of just being trans, outside of whatever, they identify as, um, you know, different, like, different genders that, you know, are within the, you know, umbrella as of non-binary. So they use other uh, types of pronouns. And I, I mentioned this earlier to you before we started, but neopronouns and xenopronouns refer to new uh, pronouns. And um, oftentimes new pronouns are used as a um it's like you you make up a word or you use a word in place of a pronoun of where a pronoun would be and uh neo refers to the latin word for new i believe and so um like things like uh oh so one of the first iterations of using uh, a neo pronoun is from shakespeare and it was uh thon i believe t-h-o-n thon and so essentially, like within, uh, like sh like old, uh, I can't remember what play it was exactly, but uh, they he used thon thons as a new type of pronoun to refer to a character that I believe was um, like sort of a mythical creature. It was it was either a fairy or some kind of um, non-human thing, but it was just like a, a way of, it's just another way of referring to a character, a person, and and a, an identity. And so when you talk about like pronouns and stuff like that, the co the most common ones are you know the the male and female ones typically like you know he him his she her hers and uh, they them theirs. And when you talk about like neo pronouns, uh, the most popular ones that I've noticed are zizim zer, am er, and then a, a different spelling of zizim zer, and then also ver or vi ver viz and ne nem near. <laughs> Okay. So oftentimes they are similar to the pronunciation, so that it's a lot easier to switch as well. Okay, but for me, I'm like, what did you just say? Right, like, and it's just because it's a new, um, like, way to say it, you know? And uh, with xenopronouns, it's a whole other word, and oftentimes it doesn't even sound like a pronoun. It is usually like, it's uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, then that's just like a nickname. But it's in place of a pronoun, so it's unfortunately not just a nickname. So, you know, sometimes people use Xeno pronouns that are like, um, like some people, uh, I know I know a person that uses uh, like a variation on the word bunny because they just like the word bunny and, it, and being referred to like that. Not like as a rabbit, but just, you know, like they just think it's a cool word, you know? I like the word bunny. Yeah, but right. it's like, <laughs> but they think it's a cool word. So it's like they end up going by like bun, bunny, bun, self, things like oh, that. Okay. You know, and that's, and, so, and sometimes it just doesn't sound like a pronoun, but it still is used as one, which is why it makes it a xeno or neo pronoun because it's just so a new be way of like, referring. It'd be kind of like my name, how I 
I put dark in front of everything that I do. And some people will mistake me for other people that use dark, but I was kind of like... It's like if I said... Um, like, I like it's dark whatever. Dark whatever. So-and-so dark. You know what I mean? It's like, more like if, if I said dark wanted to be by dark self. It's yeah. using dark as a pronoun. You yeah. know? But if I, like... Because um, if I use, like, say, Zemzer, it's uh -huh. like if I said, like, oh, I texted Zem, they'll be here in a little bit. You know, like, you sort of... This sounds like the language uh, from freaking the, the, the little character from Rick and Morty, the little cat. Yeah. It's like, you know... Sort of like an alien, you know? Yeah, and that, yeah. And a lot of times the people that use uh, neopronouns and xenopronouns, like I said, they identify as further out from the gender binary than a lot of people would yeah. suggest, you know? Like, it's uh, sometimes they identify as other kin as well. So, you know, sometimes people do use, like, animal uh, words as pronouns, which is also really fascinating to me um, because it's, like, that's a way that you can still honor your identity without possibly, like, like trying to go through experimental surgeries to give yourself a tail, you know, things like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and it is a very, it's a very interesting line of thinking that I think that a lot of people end up sort of demonizing because it's like, it's just so different. But I think that the more that we, you know, I think with the internet, especially I've talked about this, uh, in a previous episode, but things travel a lot faster. So people are, are able to educate themselves quicker. So when things are spreading like wildfire, it slow, it, it, it becomes normalized a lot faster so but then it makes me wonder if sometimes they identify as those things but then a lot of people don't know that sometimes when you're a fetus you're born with that actual tail there right it's just another like it's like a birth defect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think that people don't realize, oh, yeah, that's what the tailbone is. Mm -hmm. It used to be a tail from, you know, prim Monkeys. primitive yeah. life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's something to take in consideration when you're thinking about all these other stuff that's going on, you know? Yeah. So so when, like, um, like I think that, you know, with that, with that being said, there's so much, like, because obviously within history, there, there have been neopronouns used. It's used by Shakespeare. It's been used by also um, a lot of, um, well, there was something, I think it was in The Simpsons, that there was a an, an alien race that was talking about their god, and they used, essentially, xenopronouns and neopronouns for them. Yeah. And, like, I think it was, like, Glorb. Like, I think they said, yeah, like, Glorb, yeah. Glorb self, something yeah, like that. And, like and that's, said, that's technically Rick it. And Morty, like it. And then in Rick and Morty, that little cat thing always says Squanch. Yeah. So it's like, like I squanch this and I squanch that. And it's like, if you say it wrong, it's like, ew, that's gross. Right. But like, but even Why then it's like, but <laughs> it's like squanch going to be by squanch self. And yeah, it's like, exactly. that's using it as a pronoun. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, like it, obviously the earliest uh, iteration that I can think of is Shakespeare, but there are multiple within like Egyptian, like stone tablets. And then obviously yeah. indigenous people um, consider like non-binary people to be yeah. two spirited people. Exactly. Um, and are actually, you know, often um, kind of upheld and uh, sort of empowered a lot more because that they are, they are um, understanding both ends of the gender spectrum. It's very, very specific and really interesting, I think, to get into because so many people demonize it because they just don't understand and they're not willing to learn. So when I see it and I think, you know, like, oh, that's an interesting pronoun to use. I probably won't ever use it, but I certainly find it fascinating. Like, um, 
uh, I think it's considered actually a Xeno pronoun, but people use it sometimes as a pronoun because they, they, it's whether or not they sort of align with, say, like the gender ambiguity of a robot or an alien or a ghost. It's like they, it's, it's fascinating to them, you know? So people use it, it's, itself. Um, and that's, again, just a word that you can yeah, replace exactly. for anything. And, yeah. and it's used in books all the time to describe characters. Yeah, yeah I've never seen it describe characters, but then I've seen a few people, like, being on different sites and stuff, you know, with talking with people and, you know, throughout my whole life. And I've seen some people do that. And I've, and I've always wondered, what does that mean? But I didn't want to be rude right, and ask him. Right, right. And we talked about that before because sometimes it just yeah. kind of comes out wrong and you just mm-hmm. don't want to end up sounding like you're the dick in that situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I was very kind of weirded out by it for a minute because it just sort of was like I I got it all wrong in my head. I, I The way that I, had su- that I saw it was like, oh, you think of yourself as an it that's dehumanizing. And then I was like, and then I like actually met somebody that used that and they were talking and I was like, no, it's more like I'm a humanoid robot. It's more like I'm an alien that doesn't have genitalia. Like I'm, I don't, it just is not a thing for me. I'm completely outside of it and I don't identify that way. And I was like, oh, so you're still human. They were like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? know, Yeah, definitely. And it's just weird how some people do that, but. In the same time, I can understand why they relate that way, you know, because some people just, like, want to feel like they're somebody else because, I mean, damn, dude, you know, they go through life the way it is, or things are so hard, or maybe, you know, things aren't that hard, but still they have their own issues that they can't get through. And it goes hand in hand, is whether or not they're unhappy with themselves and they want to be referred to as somebody else, or if they want to understand themselves better. So they, they literally make up a term yeah and they realize that that term resonates with them yeah, and that definitely. is exactly like every other label that i that i talked about i didn't really get into some of the more um you know lesser known labels because um, there are a lot of different ways to describe yourself as a lesbian or as gay or as bisexual i kind of talked about it a little bit with pansexual omnisexual but it wasn't super uh detailed but specifically with pronouns i kind of wanted to get into how like when you have a um like when you have an issue with yourself and you're not quite sure how you want to identify it is like it's becoming increasingly more normalized to find a term that you like that you resonate with and use that but if you straight up can't to make up a new term because chances are you're not alone you know yeah like chances are you are absolutely not alone which is why that there are so many people that use neo pronouns I didn't think there were that many people that used Z as a pronoun, but I was like, oh my goodness, there are a lot more people than I think <laughs> that use that use that. And I, yeah. and I, I, it's, it's honestly really fun for me. I, I think it's just because it's, it's different from my normal. I know a lot of people that use the more common pronouns that I listed earlier. Um, and so when somebody is like, oh, I use all pronouns, I'm like, including Neo's. Can I use neo pronouns on you? Please let me use neo pronouns on you, <laughs> because yeah. I love making up new terms, and it's and I'm not trying and I never am trying to do it in like a disrespectful way, but it's always so fun when they tell me yes, because then I can refer to them as a coin, like a little dime, because yeah. hell yeah, th- you know what I mean? Like that's so fun to me, and I did that once, and they were like, "Did you just call me coin?" I said, "Yeah, was that okay?" And they were like, "Yeah, but which coin?" <laughs> yeah, and I was exactly. like, like, I was like, yeah. "You're a penny," and they were like. 
I'm cool with that. And I was like, like cool. There's tons of me. There's tons of me everywhere. Yeah. And, and, they, and it was very like, it was like a fun little like rapport that I could have with my friend. Cause I was just like, like it, it educated them on the way that people saw them as well. Like people that appreciated and respected them and then used different terms for them. Um, it was, in, it was an introspective part of their journey to see how people could refer to them if they, if they just could make up any word. Yeah. And to me, they were just a little penny. So I called them a coin. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah, coin's going to be by coin self. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. You know, I texted coin earlier. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, like, I just like, like, yeah, definitely like just like, little, and it little, sounds hey. a little bit silly. Yeah. It sounds a little silly when you say it out loud, but like I said, you know, it just gets normal. Like it, like after a little bit, there's this, you know, piece of that piece of anxiety of going around referring to somebody with neo pronouns with their neo pronouns. Sometimes it sounds a little clunky because you're just not used to it. But when you get used to it and you understand and you, you know, all that kind of stuff, you end up sort of just realizing that it's really fun like it's so fun fun. oh my god like i love my friends that use um like there's this uh set of pronouns that's also called am errors and um like obviously you know my my name in real life dark and it's very funny when i get to use am there am errors for somebody because it sounds like my name a little bit (laughs) so so it's really, really funny when I get to like when I get to talk about it, and I'm like, oh, it kind of sounds like me, and they're like, not really, and I said, well, you know, it's spelled the same, some sort of. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you happy, so I don't see why like people would like down it. I yeah, mean... it's really, it's 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 a nice like to me, it's like a bonding experience, yeah. you know, because, you know, in you know like. Oftentimes, actually, people use neopronouns and xenopronouns only online because of the, the type of responses that they get is still very overwhelmingly negative. So when I meet somebody in real life, I try to make sure that they know that I'm very supportive and I will really do my, like, try my best to get that, you know, correct. And, yeah, exactly. and um, it is it's such a bonding experience when they know that you're, like, there for them. Yeah. You're going to use whatever they tell you to use because, like, you, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's because a lot of people, like I said, that run businesses and stuff like that are more from my generation. Yes. So they don't understand why is it you want to be called this? Why is it, you know, what is that? You know. Absolutely. I mean? and, and I think if there was more videos and podcasts and everything out there that kind of like did an in-depth like look of what we just did into it, you know, and talk about it. Then, then I, I think, think there, there would be more people out there actually saying, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I get it, I get it now. And I get it now. You know, it's, because it's such a nice le- thing. We basically just put it in the layman terms for them. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's honestly such a nice thing when I see online, too, that people are bonding over their, you know, use of neopronouns to the point where there are little, like, blog sites for – it's they call it neopronoun shopping lists – because oftentimes, if you want to use neopronouns, chances are they've been made before. So <laughs> because it's so fun to just make up words, like it's yeah. so fun. So I love looking at those little shopping lists because it's like, because it's there's so many different ways to say this and pronounce this so word does version. So let of you it. buy the word or something, or is it why is it a shopping center? It's 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 you don't have to buy it obviously, but it's sort of like it's just a huge list of things that you can get. You know. You can get these pronouns and you can have them and they're cool. 
you know? Oh, okay. Like I was like, what do you mean? You got to pay for them? No, you don't have to pay for them. No, it's just adorable because they just titled the little blog, Neopronon Shopping List. All right, these are the ones that are not really particularly themed. These ones are centered around animals. These ones are, like, kind of magical. This one's sort of, you know, like, like they talk about, like, it's, like, very sweet because it's, like, people kind of bond over it, you know? They bond over not necessarily identifying with the typical set of pronouns that you could use. And, you know, it makes it, it, a lot of people think that it is a more divisive thing, but I would argue that it brings people together, you know? Yeah, no, and I remember earlier we were having a conversation where we were like, where we were actually talking about some other stuff, and then I was kind of like, yeah, you know, you can identify as anything, you know? Yeah. Because it really doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't when, hurt anybody. Yeah. Are not, you happy? Good. Yeah, exactly. Like, Be happy. If, if you're not happy with yourself, why are you like here? Literally, like <laughs> the people, the people like, that make fun of furries, like, like I'm gonna talk again way. about furries. We were talking about furries a little yeah. bit earlier, and honestly, I'm, episode, I'm yeah, straight we up it, yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be so like real with you right now. Like I literally, the people that hate furries are the people that should definitely try on a furry costume. They should definitely try it. Because chances are, chances are, they might like it, you know? Or a different one, like I said, like a pup mask or something. Yeah, just try like a... different, you know? Try something. That makes you go, okay, this is weird, but then again... But it makes you smile, because you're like, yeah, you know? I look good in it. I don't know why. And, like, I've never tried on anything like that, um, and I probably won't ever, because I'm not personally, like, interested in it. I just am fascinated because... I think you should. I think on one episode... We yeah, should we should try on like fursuits. <gasps> oh my god. I have some We're gonna like end up ending the podcast and like trying them on. Like <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying one dude. One day. One day. Yeah. If we ever get like a million fucking followers, we would we'll try on fursuits. Do a YouTube Hell yeah. video. Yeah. We're with gonna our real yeah. faces really putting on a fursuit. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because, so because, be like, what the fuck? Well, because it's like, no. it's such a niche way yeah. to like, like. You would have to put your glasses all on the outside. <laughs> true. Yeah. I wear glasses for those of you that don't know. And I would have to put on the big, like, like dog mask or whatever. And then put it on the little nose. And then just let it sit there. You look like a grandpa. That would be so great. Or, you would or, be the grandpa pup. Or I have it custom made with glasses already on that fit the character. That that man. would be kind of awesome. Low Honestly, key. you could just do that. But then how would you see? Because you still look through those That's eyes. why I have it custom made. so that I have So that it'll fit with my glasses on. Yeah. That's I'm thinking real ahead. That's a lot of money. It's already a lot of money, dude. Have you seen it? <laughs> like it's have you have you looked at the prices? I have. Because my friends lie. were furries and I, I was gonna get them a mask and then I realized I'm fucking Oh, the furry are. masks. No, definitely furry masks are, are incredibly expensive because they're actually considered uh mascot masks. Yes. So and and everybody knows a mascot mask goes for a lot of money. That's they do like to over a hundred and some two hundred. Yeah, and some sometimes which is which is why it's such a, a which is why it's such a niche like interest to have is because it's so expensive to upkeep and it's also like there's so much ridicule that you might get when you like say like oh I dress up as a like dog sometimes I go to conventions where other people dress up as different animals and we you know are with our character. Imagine driving in your car and, like, and you and you drive by like a furry convention. I 
I think I would look at it and I think I would just like nod and smile and I'd be like, wow, I'll never no, be that happy. Saying, I was just saying you're like, you're like in a costume and you're just there like driving. Oh yeah. And then somebody sees you. So you're just like in the mascot costume and you kind of look, you look at them real slow. You would have to have really good vision. Cause I think the cops would get mad if you didn't have Yeah. Cause you're wearing that. a, you're wearing stuff over your eyes and like, yeah, no, that's, it's probably, it's probably not good, but I'm sure somebody has done it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure somebody's done it. I'm pretty sure if we YouTube anything, somebody's done it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But that's. I mean, wow. We really got into it this episode. Yeah, this is we about did. as long as our. Uh, what was the episode that was like this long? Was it the relationships one? Yes, it was definitely wow. the relationships. We really got into it because it is such a. There are so many different ways to live yourself. So many yeah. different ways to identify. And, like, honestly, so many different ways to learn how to understand yourself and just yeah. be happy with who you are. And I'm, I really am genuinely glad that I got to, like, talk about this because I really like this topic. This, like, the topic of, of just, like, of, like, just how people can function in society and whether or not if they deviate from what is considered the normal, like, how they are able to find happiness and align with themselves again you know yeah and definitely it's all about people just being happy with themselves yeah and if you do any of these things out there guys we love we, you we love you like yeah. we do literally you. we like as you, you are not hurting literally anybody you yeah. are being yourself and like people that tell you differently are the people that do not understand yeah you know it and like definitely does not understand <laughs> like i i learn more like in this whole topic than i did and like a lot of other stuff and the next one that i learned a lot was relationships when we did that one mm -hmm. but yeah this one right here was a really good topic because i told you i didn't know a lot of stuff it was like three to four labels when i was growing up yeah so to have only like three to four labels and they didn't really mean what they said and you found out one is a slur later yeah you found out you, one of the names for that word yeah, was a slur yeah, yeah i was kind of like oh wow i did not know that because in my perspective that's how it was but yeah now but I, nobody now ever I told you anything yeah. different you know yeah so now i sympathize and i say okay i understand yeah. i won't say that no more yeah and you that's know, something and that i that i i needed to really make sure that you knew because there's a lot of things that i think that people like then and i think i'm glad that i'm almost glad that, that, that it kind of happened while we were recording just because it was like like you know you know it, it is literally like with this podcast we're constantly educating each other on like n things that are new and stuff that happened in the past like it's very much like a enriching experience because you end up learning like so much more than you thought you would and and with things like slurs it's very important to to educate yourself or to for or for somebody to tell you like somebody to be yeah, like hey definitely. please do not say that because it's like it is very it's very important yeah, that you don't I mean, say you that. You could have yeah. took a very, you know, different approach. You could have said, hey, what the hell are you saying? You know, and got very aggressive. Yeah. But but you were like, okay, that's why we I'm like, really quickly, about, bro. <laughs> that's why in the beginning of this, I said, I'm going to let everybody know now. Please do not get offended by me. I am professional jackass. Absolute professional jackass. <laughs> like, because, I mean, he's certifiable. Like, I, I, it's... It's professional because you're you're able to work on where you are lacking, you know. Yeah. But exactly. you're still a jackass sometimes. Yeah. And I still yeah. gotta be like, hey man, really we, fast, we really quickly, no bro. We need to we need to stop for a second <laughs> so that I can let you know that's not a good word. 
<laughs> and I, and, and that also happened with the word um, hermaphrodite with, with like when we like we mentioned earlier yeah. that happened with the word hermaphrodite that that is not a word that we use for intersex people anymore it is literally like it is um like as much as it sounds like it's the scientific term the scientific term has changed to intersex because yeah. it of the way that it was perceived and the and the amount of research that was done on it that was incorrect that yeah, exactly. put it out to be this horrible thing that it's absolutely not you know so it had to be rebranded same goes for um like the way like uh, what uh, autism used to be called um that was named after a nazi scientist like we're not gonna say that anymore we're not gonna uphold this guy's research fuck him you know what i mean yeah or um i think it also happened with um it's um i can't remember what it's called now but it's essentially when you um when you tell somebody that they're sick and so they end up believing that they're sick and they get sick because of it and it's like it's like it's it's what happened with My um calls it delusion. well it's yeah, yeah, it's what delicious sometimes <laughs> it's what no 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 <laughs> Um, it's what happened with, um, it's that, this is another, uh, true crime thing, because we're going to talk about, uh, serial killers eventually in, in an yeah. episode. This is, um, what, this is the case of, um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, um, <laughs> when she killed her mom, because she grew up, uh, with her mom giving her these horrible medications that made her sicker and sicker, and she would, like, go to new doctors every time that they would, like, um, every time that they would kind of suspect that she wasn't really sick, and, like, all that kind of stuff, and, um, her mom, like, essentially took all of the donation money that people would give because they felt so bad for, you know, Gypsy Rose that, um, you know, she was like, she, she'd be rich. She had all this money that she couldn't really spend on the kid because the kid wasn't really sick. And um, uh, eventually Gypsy Rose found a person that they're barking for a good reason because this, this guy's horrible. Um, uh, she meets this, exactly. she meets this guy online named Nicholas Godajohn, and essentially he, uh, groomed her and was very, uh, not great. And, um, he literally killed her mom for her and then they ran away together and obviously they were, they were found. And because she's like, she was put in there for, um, I think it was considered manslaughter because she did plan it out and it was like a thing. Um, she's, she, oh, she'll be up be for parole actually, in 2023, be, actually. I think that would be actually be first degree or second degree murder. Okay, yeah. Because, then, then, yeah. Yeah, because I think manslaughter is, is it was accidental. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't accidental. <laughs> they, like, planned that all out. And, 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 um, she's up for parole in 2023, actually. She's got two kids, and, um, they're doing pretty well at, like, college and stuff like that at that point, and... I heard that she had a, a fiance in like 2017-ish, but I think by 2019 they weren't together anymore. Um, there's a lot of things. Damn, you know a lot. Of, you know a lot I really no, like, I really like, I I'm such a true crime person. I'm such a like I really like looking at cases that are super interesting and I fascinating. I actually have an app that I could just go look any serial killer if you want to know about them. Like, That's I, legit I, so cool. But yeah, but yeah, I, that really, that system. took a, that took a turn, but yeah, essentially turn. there are so many different um, terms that are just being updated because the yeah. origins of it was just horrible, you know? So, yeah, so it's very important that you remember like what, like that, that times continue to change, you know, yeah, times definitely. are, times are always changing. And honestly, there are a lot of terms that I think will probably be called completely different things in like 10 years. And honestly, yep. I'm so ready for some kid to be like, that's actually called this now. Please do not say that. 
and I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, like yeah, I know definitely there, there were definitely will be because like I said, the next generation, they're not like I wouldn't say like super sensitive, but they are very caring about and very put a lot of emotion into what's being said to them. Yeah, and they're very reactive on it, and it's like. Why would you say that? I and mean, it's like, whoa, whoa, at least explain to me what I said wrong before you And that's just because snap, that, that's because they were born in 2010, brother. You know, <laughs> like like they're they're still babies like they are still babies. So we're going to give them, a, you know, a chance to mature and then they will come at us maturely. I'm hoping so. I have hope for you guys. Gen Alpha, I have hope for you. <laughs> I'm a Gen Zer, but. Gen Alpha, I have hope for you. Please do not continue to be iPad kids. Anyways, um, I, uh, again, like we said, we love we love all of the people within the LGBT community, yes, except for the definitely. people that are hurting people. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and, you know, if you're feeling like, you know, sick or, you know. Wrong you for like feeling you, a certain way about, yeah, you know. you should probably go seek help, you know, and call somebody and tell somebody, you know. Actually, there is a hotline that I use pretty frequently because I have issues, but it's called the Trevor Project Hotline. It is go. literally like I'm going to look it up right now so that you guys just like can you guys can uh, call the number if you guys want to, because they're genuinely the coolest. Like they have a text line as well. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. Let me let me look it up. Yeah, where we, are you we've at? actually talked about this one before. We did give them the number. I think I did, but I don't know. Yeah, no, give it to him again. I'm going to give it to him again because you guys deserve to know. Yes. So with um, with the number, it is 1-866-488-7386. And then if you want to um, like text the number, it is uh, 678-678, and you have to uh, text START to it. And you'll reach a counselor. Chances are they are also LGBTQ, so they understand your struggle. And um, honestly, like... The first time that I had really called them and I told them about my gender dysphoria, they were the one to be like, hey, you ever thought about being non-binary? That sounds like what you're describing. And I was like, so like, it was it was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. you know, I highly recommend these, it. And we need to get these numbers out there only because people like, you know, don't realize that people care. Of, yeah, people do care because a lot of people don't have that kind of structure or somebody to tell them yeah. they're in a community in which they can't even talk about it exactly all. and it's so sad it really is sad so i hope everybody enjoyed that i hope you were educated if you didn't know about things and i hope you drink water and do you have any closing you thoughts water. <laughs> if you're over 21 do what you want <laughs> Like, as long as you're not doing any hard things, you know, I think... You'll be pot. fine. Yeah, you smoke a little pot. <laughs> no, no, I'm not suggesting any. <laughs> All right. I'm just playing. Okay, but, yeah, definitely. Let's head this out. I'm Dart. I'm, uh... Bye, guys. <laughs>